what's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show is rolling into a busy Wednesday with Carl from WATP. Sarah Silverman is at the Fillmore Saturday night. It's her Grow Some Lips tour. We ever had Sarah on before? I don't think we ever have. I don't think so either. I don't remember it. Doesn't that seem strange? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're looking forward to having Sarah on. I, I honestly, I'm really surprised we've never had her on. I mean, something feels wrong about that. She's an interesting person with an interesting background. Well, she was always promoting stuff, too, yeah. during oh, yeah. all that. T- we had all most of her contemporaries at one time or another. In the 90s? Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, we are in the Deals in the D.com studios. The show's brought to you by Hall Financial. And it's a great time to buy a home in Michigan ahead of the spring and summer rush. And they've also got the Buy Smart program. You can get $2,500 towards your down payment if you qualify. That's a nice chunk of change. You can change what you can buy. Get pre-approved same day with their most credible pre-approval, the most credible in the industry. Five-star certified from Hall Financial. Call them if you're looking to buy a new home. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon's out again, which uh, I'm just going to tell you the order that this all happened today. I want to say this. In Brandon's world, when it rains, it seems to pour one thing on top of another. Is that coincidence? uh, That was just going to... The sequence today was I found out that Brandon's basement flooded, and so I wrote him off for the day. Mm -hmm. Figured he's not coming in. Yeah, someone's going to monitor it. Yeah, it really doesn't matter if the president was coming in today. If Brandon's basement is flooded, I don't think he's coming in. I'm serious. Then he's in the hospital. So I'm like, I hope he's not, he's not wasting a hospital visit to get out of the show because his basement flooded. Do you think, <laughs> is it possible that he would not have gone to the hospital, but I, it does because, make, he was, does, because he was sick and because his basement flooded, it's like, I better go to the hospital. Sure seems like a pretty a good big, move. Big coincidence to me. It's a good move. I don't know. I mean, maybe. He wasn't in the hospital yesterday, but he's in the hospital today. Now, my fear is, of course, that something's terribly wrong with him, and I'll feel like an ass, so I'm just going to assume that he is in the hospital getting the best of care, hopefully. Is he still in the hospital? Uh, you know, let me check. He hasn't. We haven't heard from him in a while. Without violating HIPAA laws, uh, I think he was having oxygen issues. He was, yeah. That seems really weird, doesn't it? Uh, that's something a, happens to people. That age? Yeah, people well. shoveling snow. Do they have issues like that typically? <laughs> I'm assuming this is all related to the snow shoveling. He sent us. He sent us his after oxygen. six hours of that. But he sent us what his oxygen level was, and I'm like, well, that doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but at that oxygen level, I'm like, Ooh. I'm also accusing him in my brain of somehow getting his basement flooded or his house being off. When something important's going on, is that am I, that's got to be a coincidence, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, like when his power was out and he had to monitor the generator. Yeah, because he can't leave the house if the house is off. It's got to be on at all times. I, I think it's a coincidence. whether he's there or someone else is there. It does sometimes stretch into more longer a longer time than I would think. Yeah, uh, problem I believe the problem is he lives in a different uh, media market. Well, it'd be nice if he didn't move so far away. Um. I love That's it. He, another, can, he cannot defend himself, and I can actually hear him in the future getting very angry right now. Yelling at the, he might be yelling at some device right now. But uh, Imlay City is a high machine. If some, <laughs> if somebody told me I had to go to Imlay City, I would go. Oh my God, Imlay City for <laughs> yeah, what? Where do I fly out of? <laughs> yeah, he. 
Wait, did you you mentioned the ECMO machine? You're right. Yeah, that was right? was Isn't that, that oxygen? oxygen issues? I thought that was an oxygen related thing. Oh, we just texted. Let's see what he said. We have a not oh. ECMO machine. Ooh, okay. He says he's not doing well. Oh, he's not. What? Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I have I, to just delete this episode. As I said, I, we're wishing the best. Um, I, I mean, how terrible to have to go to the hospital. Yeah, it just sucks, especially with the basement flooded. Probably having terrible anxiety about the flooded basement. The silver lining at the doesn't have to deal with the flooded basement because he's at the hospital. No, the silver line too is that we know he's not worried about the show. I mean, he's got all these other things to worry about, but we know this is not bothering him. Too much right now, although I feel like everything's hanging by a thread oh, God, because we only have two people today. Nice flooded. And it's uh, Sarah Silverman is supposed to call in. So we, we really Carl. Carl will be on. I know, but we don't really have any backup if Sarah is MIA, yeah. like to like make a call or send an email because something that happens. I think it's like a one in 10, isn't it? I can it? handle it. Yeah. Okay. But then I have to kill Lila and I have to kill time. Wow. Well, you're doing that. No one know we could stop and edit. But That's I don't true. Like, I do. I do no post show editing. You don't like doing that. Hey, subscribe to our YouTube page. By the way, speaking of things that um, are taking up a lot of time and energy, uh, but I'm hyper focused on our our YouTube. I hope I hope people do subscribe and I hope they enjoy the clips. People like the clips. I mean, I'm I've been watching all these other shows do it, and actually, it was starting to make me mad. It's like oh, are these guys getting. <laughs> about me and so now i'm focused on my two career goals which are to catch dave and chuck and youtube with their fifteen thousand five hundred subscribers Weak. and adam rich on youtube adam rich the uh nicholas from eight is enough yes. has nineteen thousand four hundred followers. unless somebody decided to to follow him since he died which is possible For some reason he's so desirable just, as a follow just to spite you I wouldn't be surprised, or spite someone else. Probably, I'm sure there's at least ten or twelve people out there with the same goal I have. <laughs> nah, not. Uh, Crude's out. Ford and Holly is jonesing to help you get a brand new Ford while delivering great deals and a world class experience. How about the new loaded 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as 292 for just 24 months? Or jammed up 22 Ford Explorer XLT four-wheel drive as low as 333 also 24 short months. Plus, uh, they'll kick in $500 worth of accessories at no additional charge. And then uh, Ford is still paying you two grand over your appraised value when you lease a Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer, but only if you know the new Drew Mike password for Mr. Skin, which uh, Maz does know, actually. You don't need to know that. Just, just accept their gratuity. Uh, they got the hottest sales staff in Oakland County. They're still going strong, offering 0% financing on lots of in-stock vehicles. So go check out their voluptuous inventory and dazzling deals at dealsinthed.com. Legacy Partners, auto and home insurance, business insurance, whatever. Just don't get scammed by the shysters. These guys are independent. They shop around for the best deal. That's why the quotes are coming out so good with Legacy Partners. Call them at 586-209-4106. 586 209 And, uh... Ghost Budsters, our newest sponsor. They've won six cannabis cups. How did I never dreamed I'd be reading a commercial selling pot, especially cannabis cup award-winning pot like Ghost Budsters. Each crop is meticulously hand-crimmed by actual growers that care and are very passionate about their trade. Find Ghost Budsters at your favorite dispensaries. Oh, how about Essence in Pinconning or Greenways in Gladwin? That's getting up there a little bit. Yeah. Archive in Adrian, Dispo in Romeo, Mid Mindright in New Baltimore, Vibe all locations. 
and also joyology in Westland mm -hmm. and many more. Is that Sarah calling? It is her representation has called. So. I see. Is she, she uh, running she on time? Yeah. yeah. And, and Trudy just texted me to uh, let me know the same thing. Oh. Apparently she's Sarah's representation now too. Uh-huh. She just texted, Sarah's just finishing up an interview. She'll be with you shortly. I'm just looking. Like on top of it, Trudy is. I'm looking at Brandon's texts. Uh, let's see. What was, what was the update from Brandon? It's the same. You're on the same thread. Oh, okay. Still has. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, this is really a bummer. I wish him well. Thoughts and prayers. I know that flooded basement's going to get him out of there quickly. If he can. I mean, that. that's so. I'm surprised that we keep him. I, well, I'm yeah. just glad I've been. Once, once you're in, it's hard to get out of the hospital. That's true. No, I'm glad I've been pro. Just get well, Brandon, and nothing else <laughs> the whole time because hi, I Drew. feel oh pretty crummy. Hi, is that Sarah? Hi, hi, I'm Sarah on the line for you. Oh, great! Hi, Thank you. Hi. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Sarah. Hey. All right. So, how common is it for people to play Sarah Smile when you come on? Are we being really lowest common denominator-ish? No, I love it. I oh, okay. love it. So, won't you smile a while for me? Me. Is there, a, is there a track people uh, like to play for you when you come on? Like, I fucked Mac Damon or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I haven't heard that one in a long time. That, I think that holds up. Yeah, it does. No, it's very funny. It's, Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you really, um, you guys, I started, I was looking at the video today and I'm like, wow, they really spent a lot of time on this. There's <laughs> a lot of work went That's into this. genius of it. Yeah. Really had fun. Uh, and yet, not really. We wrote the song the <laughs> night before and recorded it. And then Matt Damon came in. We shot at a hotel. We had like until noon. So we had like two hours or something, but we just run and get but it, it came out really well it did no were you, i mean i can't believe we're talking about something from like a million years ago but. i know but you have so much stuff to talk about now were you time limited by his schedule is it because you said we only had two hours what the, yeah oh yeah i remember it because he had a hard out oh, showbiz yeah um because he his daughter i'm like i really know the jargon um, his daughter had a Halloween pageant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. so it wasn't to get to some really important movie, a Halloween pageant. No, okay. it's like the greatest reason ever. Yeah. Well, when it's Matt Damon's reason, you're just going to take it seriously anyway, because he's Matt Damon. He's he's a trustworthy soul, isn't he? In all ways? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you really sold Unless that, I'm Sarah. Him. <laughs> I love, I'll watch anything Matt Damon's in. I love him. He's I, I so do too. good. I like him. I love them in Million Dollar Baby. Oh wait, that's that actress that looks like him. Oh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Oh, oh my on. God, you're a terrible person. I know. I know. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I am a terrible person. Hey, um, let's let's get <laughs> the meanwhile. In. I saw Boys Don't Cry with my dad. <laughs> what? Oh no! Really? Oh, my God. I, I mean, I've only seen two movies with him. Cocoon when I was 12 or something, and then Boys Don't Cry. I didn't know what it was about. That's Isn't and that then, when uh, the, the giant penis comes up on screen? No, no, that's The Crying Game. Oh, The Crying Game. Yeah, boys Don't Cry is Hillary Swank. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that movie. Yeah, that's right, still that's awkward rough. for a daughter to watch with her dad. Def definitely. Oh, my God. That like scene where she's like brutally raped. It's like the whole theater was silent. My dad was just going, oi, 
Oi! <laughs> Oi! <laughs> what I want to fucking way. die. <laughs> That's um, his way of breaking up the awkwardness. <laughs> Sarah's show is called Grow Some Lips at the Fillmore. You got Saturday night in Detroit. Now, what's Grow Some Lips all about? Am I behind the, t- the times here? Should I know this? I don't know. Grow a pair of lips. Like, I don't, I'm just saying, like, you know. I know we say balls and that's great. I'm not trying to be like, you know, it should be a woman's version, but it's just as fun to say. And it just makes a little more sense. I mean, uh, balls for like you're strong or brave or that's uh, what's more fragile than human balls. It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) You know what's funny? I was looking, this is so stupid. I was looking at your lips going, wait, does Sarah think she has thin lips or something? Is this about uh, getting your lips blown up or what's going on here? <laughs> but your lips look well, perfectly normal to me. I have so, very normal lips. Yes. And are you tired of people telling you how young you look? Because I was watching you with Conan going over uh, kind of the history of you being on the show before he wrapped up and he was showing some clips and you look so much like you looked in 95 or 94. It was kind of amazing, and I know people say it all the time, but I'm just going to be, again, a little uh, lowest common denominator and and point it out. What's up? Do you have great genes in your family? I think I do have really good genes. I mean, I don't look the same as I did. I I definitely look older, but I, you know, it's, I feel like I got, I don't know, my dad and my mom both were, looked good, you know. You look like you're not afraid to be. Except for when my mom died. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh sorry. <laughs> that doesn't usually I'm so glad good. you laughed. Like I just like as it was coming out, I was like, "That's not very funny." <laughs> no, my my mom didn't look very good when she died either. I can I can verify that. Um, no, you, you know, my you, sister, my oldest sister, is like a rabbi, and she's when she's in rabbi mode, she's like all like holy and stuff. And then when my mom died, and she was like. Sweetie, I'm going to do the traditional dressing of the body if you want to come. And I was like, no. She's like, okay, I understand. Like, I guess you put the body in an outfit. I don't know. And then she came back and I was like, how did it go? And she goes, I couldn't do it. I just threw the clothes on her and left. <laughs> like, you just like <laughs> tossed it on her body and left. She was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's scary. She's not there anymore. It's just like a weird body. Well, when you say my anyway. sister, Sarah, I immediately think of the only thing I, the only reference point I have is I remember you telling a story about your sister who was throwing up in a college dorm or something <laughs> and some guy was p- pulling on her panties. And, and so if you can just take it no, from there. That, yeah. <laughs> That's Jodine. And okay. um, she got really drunk in college and it was like, you know, co-ed bathroom. And she raced to the bathroom and she was throwing up so hard. I said this in my last special and it's like, I feel like I'm just the kind of comic where if I get serious, people will buy that I'm being getting going to get really serious, you know? So it, (laughs) like I'm I'm that like obnoxious that you can buy that I would talk about like, right. So like, I wasn't um, sure what was coming to be honest. Well, all right. So she's throwing up so hard and while she's throwing up she can feel someone is pulling her underwear down and she freaks out and she finishes throwing up and she turns around 
and nobody's there because she she was shitting herself. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Well, that's, anyway, when you say my sister, that's what I thought of immediately. <laughs> I'm sure you've made other references. No, I've got three of them. They all have very distinct stories. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I I didn't realize you were from New Hampshire, and I was totally surprised to find that out. I, I was watching. Because you did a podcast with Mayim Bialik, and so you were talking about being from oh, yeah. the live free or die state. Uh, I'm not sure where in New Hampshire you were from, but could you pick up Boston Radio from there? Yeah. You did. Did you yeah. listen, ever listen to WAAF 107.3? Nonstop rock. Of course. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I used to work there a long time ago. I can't tell if she's being serious or not. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think no, she is. But I, I'm... I wasn't a kid when you were on the radio. <laughs> uh, you would have been. I mean, a... I was probably like already living in L.A. Uh, no, you would have been. A, you were like You're seventeen or eighteen. No, I, I'm older than you. And uh, I was on WAF. With... Oh my god, that makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> what well, made me happy I'm that so you? Glad. It made me happy that you thought I was young. So that we both feel good. But yeah, I just assume, I'm at the point where I just assume everyone's younger than me now. Like my doctor is younger than me. You know? <laughs> like it's horrifying. I just went through that experience too. I'm like, hey, how does this guy know more than me? He's way younger. <laughs> that is really weird, isn't it? Frightening. Bummer. Well, speaking it, of frightening, getting in aging, yeah. Sarah's been talking about her big fear of aging, which is very specific, and it's getting dementia and then <laughs> masturbating in public, <laughs> which is so utterly specific and yet possible. <laughs> very. I know. Well, like you're, you only don't fear it. You only didn't fear that because you didn't think of it. But like <laughs> now, aren't you afraid? Like that? I just, I'm so afraid of that. Yeah, but the beauty. <laughs> and every time I masturbate, I think like, am I really at like my grandson's bar mitzvah? And I just think I'm like. <laughs> but yeah, but see, you don't know, and that's a really sexy thing to yeah, think I about guess- masturbating. That's true. I mean, that was the first. That was the first place I went. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually. Yeah, I, like, I need you. to think about that in order to masturbate. I should have aged you thirty years or forty years, but I didn't. But hey, I want to go back to New Hampshire for a second because I was. This is going to yeah. sound really stupid, but I was getting ready for having Sarah on, and um, and so I'm like, well, who's yeah. most who's the most famous person from New Hampshire? So I actually Googled it, and who do you think is the most famous person from New Hampshire? There's th- I lo- Adam I went to, I, Sandler. No, he d- he did not come up that high. I don't know if people know he's from New Hampshire or not, but I saw three lists, and I'll just put it this way: you are more famous than astronauts or presidents because Franklin Pierce, the 14th president, is from New Hampshire, and he's like third, <laughs> eighth, tenth, and then um, who else? Robert Frost is way down. Oh, Alan Shepard, the astronaut. Oh, wow. He's like sixth, eighth, fifth. And list number one has Triple H is number one, then Sarah, then Mandy Moore, <gasps> then Matt. Triple H is from New Hampshire? <laughs> yes, Triple H is I from New Hampshire. Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get this, number five is Ronnie James Dio. Oh, cool. Dio's from New Hampshire. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. Second list, Seth Myers is number one. Mm. J.D. Salinger, Matt, I say Matt Chuch, C-Z-U-C-H-Y, the actor. No idea. Matt, I didn't know who he was either. Oh, my God. And then, oh, that guy? Oh, yeah. He was in, like, The Good Wife or something. That's right. Yeah, and he's he, in he has a TV show. Oh, I didn't know he was from there. He is. And then Sarah Silverman, then Daniel Webster, Alan Shepard. 
Third list, number one is Sarah Silverman, hey. Mandy Moore, Franklin Pierce, the 14th president, then John Irving, Triple H, Alan Shepard, Dan Brown, Adam Sandler, Robert Frost, Daniel Webster. <laughs> so why Sandler so low on that list? I know. What is that? Adam Sandler is clearly the most famous person from New Hampshire. Like, that's totally absurd. <laughs> Sarah, perception is reality. You know that. Perception is reality. He's not perceived to be from New Hampshire. And you know I'm, Adam Sandler's mom... Adam Sandler's mom was my nursery school teacher. No way. And, uh, I never, yeah, New Hampshire's I never that this, small. I never knew this until, huh? New Hampshire's, it makes New Hampshire sound so small. I mean, I'm expecting. I know, you, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm expecting you to say J.D. Salinger. Oh, he's my uh, godfather, you know. <laughs> Robert, I'm pretty. Yeah. Dio's <laughs> my grandfather. Ken Burns is my dentist. <laughs> But um, yes, she was my, and I never heard this story, but I guess she tells it where like, um, she was telling, uh, she was scolding a little kid who swore in class. And then I was overhearing and then I leaned in and I go, those are at home words. <laughs> <laughs> so she remembered you. That's cool. And yeah. You, you were on oh, yeah. SNL at the, at the same time with Adam, correct? That very yeah, short... I mean, I was there for one year. I think he helped get me on, oh, but really? he couldn't help keep me on. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I feel like you are kind of famous for, I mean, the story is almost more interesting because I can't figure out how did, I'm looking at the people who were on that year who are all good, but it's like, there's no reason you shouldn't have been on a lot. And and then I see you and I, and I thought, well, Sarah's so young, maybe she was shy and I, thought, I can't imagine sarah being shy but then you're in there in the roast 10 12 15 years later mixing it up with the, the biggest guys out there so were you a shy type when you were on no, I, was 20, I was 22 you know like i don't know i was young i like i just i mean people say like oh i mean people make excuses but i think it's like they they need to fire people and like they so they fired like the last i mean they fired dave attell too who's mm -hmm. like a genius you know yeah. like the greatest comic ever but i mean i you know i've gone back and read the sketches i wrote and they're bad <laughs> they're oh, really? terrible well that's funny because I, mean, I don't know i was because you were saying that, uh, you know, people are really mean to you on Twitter and uh, they say, um, you know, I remember when you used to be funny and you actually go, yeah, I think I was funnier back then. <laughs> so I must have just had a period. Oh, yeah. I was like, God, yeah. Like, please, let's let's make the, you know, it's but Twitter is like, it's such a cesspool. It used to be fun to just be funny on it. And now I just feel like I need to like push out information, you know, like or something, but. So I don't really do a lot on Twitter anymore. Why are people yeah. shitting you on Twitter? I mean, that's kind of a dumb question, but I'm just curious. It's uh, funny to me that you even read responses. Everybody is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I definitely don't. Wait, push. what? Why are people sh crappy to you on Twitter? I mean, is there something oh, oh. specific <laughs> they they get mad about? Politics? No, that's all Twitter is. But it you guys don't get like mean con I mean I don't even oh, look oh, yeah. at it. Yes, really. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't I mean sometimes people go like, "Oh my god, how do you put up with all that?" And I'm like, "With what?" You know, cuz like I'm not looking, you know. <laughs> you know, you have to like protect yourself, but, you know. Um, I'm so glad But you I, I just yeah. Yeah, it, of course. No, Twitter's Twitter. So, I was really glad like, you were on Twitter today. Twitter isn't real. What? <laughs> I no, mean, you know, Twitter so isn't really, I think Chappelle said it best, you know, like, it's just, it's not real. It's not real. It's it doesn't represent, it represents, 
the the seven per, like the seven percent of the farthest of each of the farthest you know like extremes. Yeah, my non-friends, people who aren't in the business, they're not on Twitter. None of them are on Twitter. They never read Twitter. They don't care about Twitter. No. They don't see what's trending on Twitter. But uh, I w- do exactly. want to ask you, and I was excited you were on uh, this week because uh, I want, and I hope you watch it, the Chris Rock Selective Outrage. Did you check it out? I did. I w- that was my whole plan. You know, I was just like, that was my whole night was just watching that. And what'd you think? I thought it was great. I did too. I thought it was I fantastic. it was great. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Just like it's just like there's there's no is there like no no money or no likes in like just liking somebody's stand up special. <laughs> like, <I don't> know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he's still getting shit about it though, and I'm like, what? I mean, either you laughed or you didn't. But I just hear a lot of people saying, uh, you know, oh, oh, he's um, you can't joke about black women. He shouldn't have called. Jada Pinkett a bitch, and then a, today somebody from right, like I, I, right, sorry, no. some somebody from the Go root on. was on with Don Lemon saying that um, he deserved to be slapped. Oh God! Because of the joke, the original joke. I'm like, oh my God! What? I mean, the thing, the only thing that sucks about the original joke was that he said it off the cuff, and it wasn't like the strongest joke, but you know, like, no. so it's like, Oh God, why does that joke have to be the one that everyone quotes? Cause it was just like in the moment, like reacting to her bald head, like right. Demi Moore's bald head. I mean, I, like, I think anyone else would like, if, if, if I was in a couple that, you know, that, that happened to, I feel like we would just look at each other like, Oh, he doesn't know it, you know, and just laugh. And then, you know, maybe if he won, he could say something like, actually my wife has alopecia or, you know, but it's, I mean, and, and rock is completely right that it wasn't about the moment as much as all the history they've had, you know, and, and like that, that there was like, acrimony, is that the right word? You know, between her, I mean, I, I, you know, reading like think pieces, sure, I'll go like, oh, I guess that's a good point or this or that. But it's a fucking comedy show. Like, Thank you. Exactly. You're, well, are, are we at a point where like somebody's hour, you ha- you must find every single joke in the hour funny? I mean, it, you know, if you get like 10 laughs, it's a win. And there were so many more than that. Amen. Special. I mean, I thought the well, Lululemon s- thing was brilliant. <laughs> oh, I love like that. The outrage, like you're com- complaining about it on a on a device that's made by like <laughs> children labor. in china you know? like, <laughs> i mean we all have that hypocrisy it's not like don't ever complain because you're it will be but like it, it's it's great it was interesting it was like i mean the whole thing about michael jackson and and uh r kelly, r. kelly. Um, yeah r kelly yeah and then the Lululemon thing, I just thought was hilarious. Oh, I, I laughed so hard. I laughed really hard about the the eternal punishment for Robert Kardashian. That made me laugh hard. I know I'm a terrible person. Oh my god! And I laughed really hard about Jay Z would still want Beyonce if she worked at Burger King, but she wouldn't want him if he worked at. Bur- I mean, there was there was some nice jokes. I laughed a lot. Well, yeah, I-, I mean, it was. It's like where he's at now. Here's where he's at now. He's talking about his his grown daughters he's talking about you know like it's just and then to address i mean i thought it was like he said nothing he made zero comments about it for a whole year and waited to go and then do a first ever live on netflix the the second time he's on live television 
after that slap and it's he's gonna and he talks about it was just pretty cool yeah I, th- I thought that was cool too you know? uh and and some people are saying oh it's so it's old or you know why are we still talking about this yeah because he didn't go on oprah or gail and go oh my god i can't believe yeah. me. So I, I, I thought it worked Anyways, out fine. Like, he played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie from New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, go ahead, Mark. I'm well, sorry. I, I was just about evaluating things, you know, now and then. I mean, you've, you've been in that mold. And one of the apologies that you made or, or semi-apology, which I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like when comics make apologies, but that's easy for me to say, is the apology. Um, I know people say that, but yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, no, no I, you can complete that thought. But I wanted to say, can you please take back the apology about Britney Spears now that we've seen <laughs> what, has, what has happened to her since? I mean, that, that woman has problems. That's a great idea. Take yeah, back but then apologies. Why should I, I mean, listen, I, you know, I take it back. <laughs> am against apologizing. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Hello. Yes. Oh, um, I'm against apologizing unless you're sorry. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, I mean, if this were one on one, I would be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to make you know. I, like the last thing I would do is make somebody feel bad. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, it's like, it, she, it wasn't, she wasn't sign up for a roast. I mean, I was duped too, because I was hired mm-hmm. to make jokes about the, about the night and I followed her. So I knew I would have to make jokes and I r- wrote hard jokes, you know, like they were funny too, you know, that was, you know, yeah, yeah. They can both be true. Yep. Like that yep. the jokes were hard and funny, but like. Looking back, I I absolutely feel horrible that it made her feel so bad. I mean, it was completely untrue that like she heard me saying it during rehearsal yeah. and it made her, yeah. you know, it ruined her performance Bullshit. because I know I didn't Wait, say, the say that during yes. rehearsal. Oh, and MTV specifically, what? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yes. we we're just saying that that she lied about. I'm it. so like, sorry. Know. My last interview, I kept it. Well, her people did, you know, yeah. because um, oh, MTV very specifically says, like, do not do your jokes in dress or re- in, in the dress rehearsal. Just say like joke, 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 because they don't want to be held responsible for anything I say, and it's live. They want it to be, you know, whatever it is. Right. They do. They just don't want to have to take the blame. Well, let's <laughs> so be I clear. know that she didn't hear the jokes ahead of time. And, and let's be clear. The jokes were really funny. The Paris Hilton jokes were hilarious. And I read, because I, that was one of the first things I thought of today, was like, oh, uh, Sarah's apology to Paris Hilton. And so I read about it, and I saw that you felt bad about it when you saw her there. And I thought, I, okay, I I can believe that. I totally believe that. But then I was feeling like, but what was the Britney joke? Because I I didn't, I want you to take the apology back for the Britney joke. I'm kind of like Mark. What was was the joke that was so awful? I think it was, um, (laughs) and you know what? I didn't write, I mean, I I think he would want credit for this. I think Jesselnik gave me this joke. Um, It was, it's so just, listen, it's not nice. But in terms of just structurally a joke, it's perfect. Okay. Which is um, something like she's only 25 and she's already accomplished everything she's going to accomplish <laughs> in life. Or is that what it is? I may, maybe I, I can't remember if I wrote it or he wrote it, but oh, I. Oh, something about very, her kids. Her, so, her kids are the two most adorable mistakes yeah. of her life. 
Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I, I don't, I mean, okay, it's it's over. You can't take apologies back. I wish you could. But she's, I, is she really sitting around feeling, I mean, these people act like they're sitting around feeling the pain of these jokes from this one night, 20 or 15 years later, and I go, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, aren't there, Sarah, aren't there people that made you feel bad? Do you want them to apologize to you 10 years later? I'm not knocking your apology. No. I'm just knocking down. No, I would never want them to apologize. Oh, yeah, of course they're, listen, comics are are not as thick-skinned as you think, you know? Like, of course there have been things that made me feel bad, but I, in a million years, I wouldn't want people to apologize, but that's because I am a comic, and I, you know, I, that's, you know, it, it's that's just how it goes. Like, that's that's something for me to grapple with and to understand that my self-esteem can't come from outside forces or we're doomed, you know? Did you ever, I I think that's a struggle for everybody. Yeah. You didn't ever apologize to Joe Franklin. Did you? <laughs> I actually didn't. Good. That, that was a that was a pretty out, outlandish accusation. <laughs> but that's why that's why that punchline works so well because it's Joe Franklin. Yes. <laughs> um, Sarah, you said that's you know so you're not as thick skinned, and I think you know nobody's that thick skinned. They may sh- act like they are, but I just wonder in all those rows because you're in so many rows and there's so many brutal shots taken. Was there ever a shot where you you almost like <laughs> felt it like you? Because I never see it on your face. You look like oh that's funny, but was there ever just one or two where you went oh god, oh hold it together? Oh my god, totally. Like I mean, mostly it's just funny, and you know, like it's you know, like it's like uh, I'm a whore, I'm hairy, <laughs> I'm Jewy, I'm you know, like all those things are like it just feels like love, you know, because it's like your friends doing it, you know. But I mean, I was definitely like the last roast I did it. There were like old jokes, and I was like, "What? <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm, I'm not even the oldest comic here by far." But um, a new but it, a new category know, that, opened that's up. That's on you, me. Yeah. Like, I guess the category exactly, opened up. exactly. Like you know, I've, I've got I'm in a new like genre of jokes, so I had to just adjust. But like, I would be such an asshole if I complained about that. My jokes were brutal. <laughs> like I'm brutal, and I know I don't mean them. So you know, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. So, I mean, that's the thing about a roast is the the rule really is you have to like love each other. You know, did jo- Jonah Hill make a joke? And then you can be as brutal as. I think Jonah Hill made a joke huh? about you about didn't Jonah Hill make a joke about you having a baby and that but you can't have a baby because you're too I mean it was really pretty boldly you know because oh. you're too old. Listen, Jonah Hill can say whatever he wants. I mean I we I, there were he 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 got a lot of jokes slung at him. Yeah, I no, think he, I had one. Um, uh, before the show, Seth Rogen rolled a fatty because that was the only way Jonah Hill could get on stage. But I mean, like, that was really funny. That was great. I laughed. I know, out loud. but I mean, it's, it's fucking. It's mean. You know, it's mean. Yeah. But I, I love Jonah. I mean, like he was so scared, and he was like, "It wasn't bad." Like he was so sweet about it. No, everyone was. That was a. That was a great line. No doubt about it. Uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, if you want to yeah, see Sarah, um, Sarah's night, Sarah's at the Fillmore, um, which what a great Saturday night date for Detroit. And um, we're so glad to talk to Sarah because... Come on, Detroit. <laughs> Saturday. Come see if you've got the lips. 
Amen. <laughs> yeah, grow some lips. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did just I, for you guys. I now that I'm like thinking of jokes. I, Rich when Richard Belzer died, may he. I loved him so much. May he rest in peace. Yeah. I he, there was a roast. I can't remember. It's like maybe a roast of Quentin Tarantino or something. And he was on the dais, and I I said um, he. Richard Belzer is the third funniest one in on SVU after Ice T and Rape. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just thought you guys were like, don't apologize. <laughs> so horrible. That's a damn good joke. <laughs> yeah. no, that's I'm a really remorseful uh, roaster. <laughs> um, that's what's so it's so funny, and and to see you. I, you know, I've seen you and for so long and then to see you in serious movies and I can't believe you're doing Maestro with with Bradley Cooper. Did you know this? Yeah, too? Yeah. She's no. Doing, she's playing um Leonard Bernstein's sister. Oh really? Uh, opposite of this Bradley Cooper project where he's got all the prosthetics on just to make him Oh what? not be as hot when he looks in the mirror for oh, himself. Cool. Yeah. It was that it was that a ding dong telling us to leave? <laughs> or someone was at her door. What Is that was that, was that a sign to get get off Sorry. with Sarah? How did you know that? <laughs> I heard a ding dong. Nah. No? It was. I just had to let someone in. Oh, okay. Someone oh. was at her house. Who came over? Is it, is it uh, the, the fix-it guy, or is it a friend? <laughs> Can we know anything it's about It's my the... friend, Izzy. Oh, okay. Aww. What do you and Izzy have planned? Anything exciting? It's Bradley Cooper. Hey, Bradley. Nice to see you, Bradley. Hey, you does look he, great. Does, yeah, he get mad, does he get mad okay. if you ever call him Brad? Why is he always Bradley? Can you ever call him Brad? I don't know. I've never called him Brad, but I don't know if I've called him anything. I, like, I don't think I've been like, Bradley, come over here. <laughs> it's just been so, like, uh, yeah, he hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> he doesn't seem like a Brad, does he? No, not at Brad, all. He it seems, seems like a Brad. I'm not sure if he's as hot if he's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. No, that's so yeah. stupid. But then there's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is a hot Brad. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That. Um, anyway, uh, right. Sarah, is there. I keep. The, we have this conversation with comedians, and I feel like I just should get off the subject. But just about, you know, what couldn't be done now. And it makes me crazy because I love funny stuff, and I just feel like. I mean, what a terrible position to be in. But, oh, yeah, we did this thing, really funny uh, crank yankers, but uh, we probably couldn't do that now. I mean, I don't know. You probably could do crank yankers, but it just, I hate it. Right. It's just so crazy. I, I, what? You mean like just the, just like how sensitive people are with and stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Well, just that if you take, uh, the standard seems to be you take the most offensive thing Sarah Silverman plays. You play it for the person most likely to be offended, and that's the standard. That's the standard right. there. Instead of the people that just go, just laugh their ass off. I mean, why can't we just laugh at the stuff we think is funny, and then nobody else needs to know about it or hear about it? It's like everyone's telling on everybody. <laughs> well, some some jokes are at-home jokes now, but I mean, <laughs> in general, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't have as much a problem with it. Like, I just... Uh, go with my gut, you know, and then if I fuck up, uh, then I I apologize. (laughs) You know, I don't know. But like, it's just what is. So there's nothing really to even complain, but it's like, you still got to do stand up and figure out a way. And comedy always finds a way. Well, I, yeah, I always feel there like there are lots of words. There are a lot of people. No, you're right. <laughs> you know, because we were we were doing radio for so long, and after the Super Bowl, for some reason, they were like, uh, "It's morning radio's fault. You can't say anything excretory, sexual." I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, we really had to kind of change our fault? game. 
It was Morning Radio's fault. They went after Morning Radio after the Janet Jackson Super Bowl tit uh, exposure. And all of a sudden, the FCC was like, we're cracking down on Morning Radio because, uh, you know, Howard Stern was a big target then. So dumb. And it was like overnight. um, There were, you know, all these memos about what you can and can't do. And and then they'd be like, yeah, but you got to be funny. So do your thing and don't worry about it. After they tell you, you know, for two hours what you really shouldn't do by the book. But we still want to get ratings and make money. So it was very complicated. Right. But I feel like comedians who were mid-career. Yeah, I mean, you talk about comedians. You guys talk about comedians, but I mean, morning radio, that's like, that's live yeah. and you, you can't, and you can make no mistakes. I mean, it's just crazy. It is a little wackadoodle. That's why it's like, yeah, you, it's, it's, uh, that's why I think it's okay to apologize so that you can be free and well-intentioned, but like mostly in funny. And if you mess up, they go over the line because the line's always changing. Then you go, oh gosh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. It just it takes nothing away from me to apologize. It just makes other people feel heard. And who cares? That's nice. Well, I'm 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 glad you're comfortable with. It. I mean, you you have to be. And I I figure it can't really impact your show and your fans all that much. You're still Sarah Silverman, and you're still there Saturday night. And a lot of people are going to want to go have fun, and they're going to have fun. And the Fillmore is a great place. Have you played the Fillmore a lot in Detroit? The Fillmore or the Fox? You know, I don't know if I've played the Fillmore. I think I did. I think I did about six or seven years ago. Oh, I, I love but the I Fillmore. But I love Detroit. Yeah. I, no, you seem like you're, yeah. you'd be prime for, for here. And, and I love that theater. And I'm sure you guys will have a ball Saturday night. And Sarah, finally, I'm so glad we got you on. And um, uh, let you and your guests. Oh, my gosh. Whoever it is. <laughs> is he? Yeah, Izzy. Let huh? you and Izzy go have some fun, and um, and yeah. we'll let you go. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sarah. Anything else you want to plug? You want to mention your podcast? Um, anything else? Yeah, Sarah Silverman podcast, but mostly Detroit, baby. Yeah, Saturday night. The Fillmore. Thank you. Thank you very Saturday much. Saturday night. See great, you there. Great talking to awesome. you. Bye, guys. Bye. You too. All right. Thing playing. Dreamweaver? <laughs> you know what's funny? That's just what came up. I meant to be playing this. A hotel. I don't know. I've been on the road so long. I. Oh, I fuck Matt Damon? I don't even know what city I'm in anymore, to be honest. This is pretty good. I, it's just so anyway, silly. Anyway, I've been thinking about you a lot. And uh, I've been needing to tell you something. I don't know why I haven't, but They're it's important. Up, Jimmy. I mean, we've been she was dating for at so the time, long, right? over five years, and yeah. I still haven't told you, and it's just not right. So, here it goes. I'm f- Matt Damon. She's f- Matt Damon. I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm f- Matt Damon. She's f- Matt Damon. I'm not imagining it's When he jumps in, it seems so much more harmless. Is he, um... Is Matt Damon just being Matt Damon anymore? I mean, is he working? I don't know what he's doing. Just Matt Damon now. But it seems somewhat provocative when I first saw Sarah singing it, and then when Matt sings it, it's like like a fun song. Yeah, and I think, didn't he do another? Didn't Matt Damon do a song, I'm Still Fucking Sarah, or something like that? (laughs) I don't remember. Or Ben Affleck got into into I'm Fucking Jimmy. Oh, I thought there was. Eddie? I thought there was an extension of the bit, but yeah, probably so. I I can't keep up with it that much, and I I haven't been watching Jimmy uh, as much as I used to. But um, Carl is coming up, and I tell you what, because we're 
We're a body short. Uh, can you hit on sure. Next Evo and also the Beard Hedger, which is right there? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Next cool. Evo, please. Just putting my notes together. Next Keep Evo. Keep the show on track. <laughs> the website is N-E-X-T. EVO and what they are is they supply CBD. So they have the triple action CBD sleep. That's got some melatonin in it to help you fall asleep quicker. And I guess help you relax. And they also have the stress CBD complex. A lot of good products over at nextevo.com slash podcast. Um, and don't just take our word for it. Science apparently tells you that too, because they use the smart sorb CBD, which is proven 30 times better to absorb into your body in the first 30 minutes, which would come in handy with the, uh, triple action CBD sleep. So make CBD part of reaching your full potential with next Evo naturals. Once again, nextevo.com slash podcast, use promo code drew, and you can get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. Once again, promo code drew. And while you're online, why don't you head on over to manscaped.com and manscaped's got that beard hedger pro kit. No joke. Really good razor. I mean, we've used all the manscaped stuff having a beard. This thing is, is legit. It's got 20 different lengths to, to shave your beard, have it however you want to look. The kit comes with shampoo, conditioner, beard oil, beard balm, anything you need for all that hair on your face. Not to mention while you're at manscaped, you can get the poop pube trimmer and the ear hole trimmer. All get rid of all your hair. You get 20% off free shipping. With promo code Drew at manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code Drew, and uh, check out the Beard Hedger. All right. One of the... Uh, some next, I hope, hopefully, if people are buying CBDs, they'll buy next Evo so we can keep those cats on. Yeah. We need that uh, bang that promo code a few times, unfortunately. I was looking over the shows that Carl is doing today, and... He's you know got some stern stuff, and one of the stern yeah. stuff, one of the stern things he has, is Gene, right? He does have that, and he's also got an interview Stern did with Doctor Agus. Do you know who Doctor Agus is? Have you ever seen him on CBS this morning? Doctor Agus, you ever seen that that little guy right there? You ever seen him? On oh, yeah, he looks familiar. I I don't. I, just not a name is familiar to me. He's the doctor they go to on that morning show. Okay, I don't know if they're going to be going to him anymore. <laughs> Because oh really? He apparently has this best bestseller book about animal secrets and you know how you can use what animals do in your own life, which is kind of stupid, but it was selling really well. It's just been pulled off the shelf because the LA Times found he plagiarized a lot of that book, and oh, really? not only that, he plagiarized it uh, kind of like a high school student because he pulled a lot of excerpts from Wikipedia. <laughs> Really? Yes. This very esteemed oncologist is just plagiarizing things for his book. He also, like, he had a 10 craziest facts you should know about a giraffe, which was pulled from a blog from a South African safari company. So he's just going online, pulling stuff and putting a book. Some of these people that are churning out content, I I just, honestly, I, I, I go, are these publishers really? I mean, I think back to, what's the Michael J. Fox movie? Based on Jay McInerney's book, um, uh, yeah, um, New York City in the Bright Lights, Big City. Bright Lights, Big City, and Michael J. Fox was the worked for the publisher, mm-hmm. and he was a fact checker. Yep. And I've thought about that so many times as I hear about books because I think I can't believe they're checking facts the way they because some that I just outright find myself and I go, no, that's wrong, mm-hmm. and then. Also, just some of the people putting out content, it just, 
I don't know. There just seems to me like there's an awful lot of defamation and slander going on and just outright laziness with facts. But plagiarism, I mean, plagiarism. Yeah, plagiarism is, that's a whole nother ball game. And that's really easy. Plagiarizing Wikipedia? (laughs) Wikipedia? Oh my God. I kind of like your move there, doctor. It's pretty good. so lazy. I know what I would do, too. But, you know, that's why I don't put on a book. How how long has he been a big factor in the CBS show? God, for years. For years, he he was just on one of the and um, like Colbert just had him on, which I assume was to promote this stupid book. So that that looks really good on them now. I I heard about another. It's kind of a similar story. Another doctor who kind of got busted, and he was doing a similar kind of thing. And <laughs> what he did was, I think he was super busy, mm-hmm. so he just sort of redid a report he did like five years earlier. It's <laughs> a good move, <laughs> and they caught him. Really? Yeah, it was really bad. Right, but he plagiarized himself. What's wrong with that? Uh, it wasn't the kind of work they expected him to put into his segments, I guess. I mean, he already did it. Yeah, but they uh, expected new, fresh content, I guess. And uh, I, I think a number of people picked up on it, and it uh, became kind of, kind of a big deal. But anyway, so uh, did we get another text from Brandon, by the way? Uh, let me see. Let me see how he's doing. Uh, there are new time. No. Okay. Oh, just because um, I was asking him if they gave him any, you know, reason why he's having these symptoms. He said, I don't know. And my fucking basement flooded. Fuck this day. Yeah, that's um, that's a big bummer. Yeah. And bigger bummer with two babies. Much bigger bummer with two babies. How much? I wonder how much his basement flooded. Are we talking an inch? Are we talking a foot? Well, that's always the question that I I think, um, whether we'll ever know the truth, I don't know, frankly. What do you Um, want? You want a doctor's note from the hospital and a note from Kristen? I want a note from from the plumber (laughs) and the doctor. I was just looking at our YouTube, by the way, during the commercials. Oh, yeah. Bill and Gates' daughter is being meme shamed. Was Jim put that up today? And we are getting subscriptions today, but boy, they're down a lot from yesterday. Oh, come on. However, Chris Rock, reaction to Chris Rock's selective outrage from a day ago, that was doing 2,300 views. Okay. My problem is I'm looking at all the YouTube accounts that I've been following going, God, why don't we have a YouTube? Look at these guys on YouTube. Because it seems like, did that just become a thing in the last three years? What's that? Just to just, YouTube? Just doing YouTube clips I, and well, putting stuff on YouTube to get paid. That's how Sarah... Um, started her podcast because she couldn't do stand up. A lot of got a lot of people couldn't do stand up. Oh, so a lot of comedians oh, start doing so stuff. So COVID had something to during do with COVID. That. Sure, yeah. It was a. It was an outlet, and B. It was a way to get paid. Yeah, and also I I, I have no idea. Like we have to get to four thousand hours before we can get paid. So I'm like counting minutes on stuff, and then realized that. Oh, yeah, but you don't know how many minutes everyone listened. The 2,300 people, well, you don't know if they listened to 20 minutes or five minutes. an average, minutes. though. Yeah, you, you get it as time goes on, but yeah. it's just one more thing to keep up with. I'm, I'm really so laser-focused on it, but at the same time... You are? That doesn't sound like you at all. Um, all I can, well, I love numbers. All I can say is subscribe, 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 and hopefully you watch some clips, too. And that reminds me, um, I was watching... Jason Carr Drive today. Wait a second. Oh. What, what they, okay, he said Did they something. find any Sanders fudge yet? Uh, <laughs> I think the Sanders, the Sanders expert put a cap on that conversation, but there was something really mindless going on today. What? I'm, I'm so impressed with Jason Carr because, first of all, he's getting enough views to, and I'm, don't get me wrong, 
when people go out on their own like this, mm -hmm. I'm rooting for them because I know exactly how they feel. It's like, it's just, oh my God, this fucked industry I'm working in and, you know, having all these bosses and granted, you know, he had, he made some mistakes, but you know, when Fox two let him go, they openly said, we don't want to get rid of anyone. We're being forced to. And then they took Lee out. Lee came back. Didn't he? The movie guy? Yes. Yeah. Lee Thomas. Lee Thomas came back and Jason just went right to channel four. And I don't know. I, that never seemed like a, maybe he loved being in channel four, but Anyway, it's hard Are for me. Are you saying you think he likes the freedom that Jason Card Drive provides now? Yes, I do believe so. I what I don't know though is I don't know. Based on his last show at Channel Four, I would think that he was not terribly happy there at Channel Four. Yes, no. no. And I wasn't. Well, I mean, he had to battle numb nuts every day. <laughs> numb nuts is on uh, weekends now too, so he's going. Jason's going to be cranky Wait, about what? that. Yeah, numb nuts is on f the five and six on the weekends, which is kind of a big deal. But let's see what Jason Card. What was Jason Card Drive doing today? Okay, first of all, he. I can look at the comments, and that will tell me immediately. Wait, new two twenty eight twenty three. Why are these out of order? Jason, come on, Drew. Jason Carr. It is one view, and it says it was uploaded at six a.m. this morning. Okay, he. First of all, credit to Jason Carr. He wrapped up the show with the Blues Brothers, "Sweet Home Chicago," and he did our drop. Our show opening drops 106 what? miles to Chicago. Yes. And made no reference to us, of course, because he hates us. But Does he hate us? I'm starting to think he does. I think he does, too. Um, based on the fact that, you know, he never, never got back to us. All right. Tried multiple times. Had his phone number. Charlie. Guess he went back to Charlie. Okay. Oh, there's oh, there's posts about Sanders still today. People are still oh, talking great. about that. Great, awesome. No, but I am absolutely stuck on how is it he's pulling all these women in because he really has a female-dominated audience, and that is that's not easy for guys to do. No. And I've always been suspicious of guys that do it well. Like, what's this guy got up his sleeve? Always appealing to women. Yeah. I mean, that's got to, you have to really mentally rewire your brain. And we saw Jim Harper do it. I was just going to say, he's filling the Harper void. Yeah. Right. But as I, as I knew Jim Harper off the air, I was like, Jim's a cool guy. Yeah. And not, not that, not that appealing to women is like a rotten thing to do, but it, you do have to rewire your brain. You have to suddenly I, act as if you care about all these things that matter to women that you really don't care about. You don't think there's guys that are really like that? <laughs> what? <laughs> not you that don't? many. No, I think they're trying to make money and I think they're doing well. Hmm. And Jason, I, maybe it comes naturally to him. He does. He's very messy and he loves all things old. Very messy. <laughs> Here's um, but Maz could not do that show. Maz could not appeal to women. The guy he loves no, Plato's no, retreat for crying out loud. Jason has some, there's something he's doing that is pulling in women. Anyway, here's some one of the things today from that's based on yesterday. Still, still talking about yesterday's topic. I remember going to the up when I was the kid and getting a hot butt cream puff at the counter. It was so good. Bumpy cake was always good too. I met them. But bumpy cake. What was the hot topic today? He said that yesterday he got bumped for playing a song. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, as he said that, he went into 106 Miles of Chicago. We've got a quarter tank of gas and sunglasses and half a pack of cigarettes or whatever. And, and then he played Sweet Home Chicago all the way to the end. Huh. He wasn't talking over it the whole time either. No, seemed to be no problem. He was lip syncing. Seemed a little... A little bit of TikTok going on there. Hmm. 
He's fearless in front of the camera, too. That's the other thing. I'm jealous of that. I'm so impressed that he can sit so close to the camera and make stupid faces and lip sync songs (laughs) and feel the music and not apologize for it. He clearly is feeling the music. (laughs) If you go about maybe 10 minutes from the end, maybe I can figure out what it was. Oh, top pizza toppings. That's what it was. Pizza toppings. Cares. You know what the top pizza toppings are? (laughs) Whatever you want to eat. Kathy jumped in. Anchovies on a pizza? No, I love all other pizza toppings. My God. Well, Mm. she's really in the minority there, right? Hey, listen to this. So glad Ven is fighting for Oxford families. Oh, Ven Johnson. Yeah. Who, by the way, all their civil stuff dismissed i cannot believe it because yeah, immunity government yeah immunity. government immunity not a little ridiculous yes uh there were, oh man there were lots of pizza topping and i'm like really this many people will go to their typewriter and actually typewriter type in <laughs> their, their keyboard and then and mail a letter to the <laughs> facebook company <laughs> typewriter um he got into dte a little bit too i think what? it was a, i think it was a soft venture it was a soft venture but but the pizza toppings won the day. Bring Tanya's pizza. I'll trade you for the bumpy cake. I'm in Livonia. Oh, okay. I like this comment. I'm not a fan of <laughs> arm sauce pizza. That's not that's not my thing. God bless Grandma Carr. What? Grandma Carr helped him get through college. <laughs> Came out today. So, God bless Grandma Carr. Oh, God. oh pizza. I'm still partial to the alibi in Troy. Fantastic pizza. <laughs> it is fantastic pizza. Is it? I'm going to fall into the trap, though. Van is appealing the case he was ruled against in Oxford. This is the great thing about Facebook comments. They're all over the place, so you got to kind of figure out what the hell they're referring to a lot of times. This audience is usually pretty on topic, i got to say. Love, I love the mix of the Oxford lawsuit and pizza toppings. Shows yeah. that they can handle the whole gamut. A little DT thrown in. You know, I was listening to, I, I sound like I'm beating up on all the local people. Well, not really, but I had Carson Anderson on the radio today. Oh. And so. Riveting. Yeah. They, they started what? talking. Okay, I'm talking to Maz yesterday. Well, no, Thursday on the show. When we talked to him, he said, if you talk about anything but the NFL draft, you can see the audience just go, whoosh, just shrinks to nothing, mm-hmm. which means that that's what they're feeding the audience. So they've now got an audience that is all sports, 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 sports. I mean, I was immediately having the 105-1 nightmare about doing sports radio. If they talked about something besides the NFL draft, because I cannot believe there are not people who do not get tired of a steady diet of the NFL draft every fucking day. I don't get it. I don't get it, and I, I love football. I would lose my mind for two months of doing that. I just, I'll, I'll watch the draft. I love watching the draft. And um, that the thing about that is that's who actually gets picked <laughs> when you watch a draft. Those right. people are picked. No, so I mean the speculation gets so fucking mindless. And so um, I had Carson Anderson on, and of course they're talking about the draft. Mm. And ah, this DB from Illinois is really a fine player. He played Great, Michigan, and uh, he could be he could go maybe third round. And um, third round. And uh, what's name? Jalen Reed from MSU, the receiver. Yeah, is that his name Jalen Reed? I think so. Yeah. Um, well, he's having a good combine, so uh, he could go the second day. And okay, whatever. 
I forgot about anyway. That. I had the combine on, like it was just on the TV. Yeah, and it was playing. And so Char's like, "Well, what is this? It's football." And I'm trying to explain the draft. And she goes, "There's nobody there though, because they showed the crowd." I'm like, "Yeah, because nobody really cares about this, Char. Nobody cares about watching guys run the forty. I don't care. I mean, nobody. I'm with Char. I just don't care. It's just I think I'll hear about it. Yeah. I realize some people are covering it and getting a getting a you know some sort of a conclusion about what happened that day or if somebody really stood out or ran a 426 like the Michigan DB did. Uh-huh. I mean that's that's really interesting. But anyway, so they they start to drift into this is still the draft technically, but they're talking about Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, Jalen Carter. There's a subject I can kind of bite yeah, into." Absolutely. And Carter um Doug Carson announces that I'm going to wait for all the facts to come in before I uh, make any judgment on this. You can wait for all the facts? Then you're going to be like the 9,000th guy talking about it. Yeah. And they do well over there. So, you know, for me to criticize, I'm not criticizing him. It's just, honestly, what facts is he waiting for? I don't know. I I have no idea. Is he going to sit in the courtroom when he. We got to be fair about this because he's deciding. Fair. He's deciding if um, if he should be drafted by the Lions or by the first team up in the draft, based uh, on what happened in this instance. So we got to wait till the facts come in before we make that decision. If he's available, draft him because it's not going to affect his draft. No, exactly. He's going to be the same topic. football player. He wasn't injured in the accident. He was a complete asshole. He was about as big an asshole as you can be because. He put Jalen Carter first, which is what most athletes in that position do. They care; they they're taught pretty much to care only about themselves yeah. and their importance as an athlete, which is why he saw his friends roll over in a an SUV three times, took off, hit a tree, roll over a couple more times, bust in half through a post, and I mean that's the most crumpled pile of metal I have ever seen from a know. car accident. There's got to be more facts coming out. <laughs> Doug's waiting for him. I'm going to wait for him. How could you drive off from your friends? I mean, that's... Well, you got the combine coming that incredible... Well, yeah, I know. Of course, that's the answer. You had to go to the combine. But then two hours later, you realize, yeah, you probably shouldn't drive away from something like that. I mean, I didn't contact the car, so it's technically on my phone. But I was racing them. Uh, yeah, because... Okay, and we were getting hammered at the strip club. So, yeah, I guess I... You know, it's point. been two hours. My blood alcohol level's down. I give him full credit for returning to the scene. But then he lies at the scene and says, Wow, he's got the draft uh, coming up. Yeah, I was hanging at this apartment nearby. We heard this loud noise. And uh, I've been lying in bed for two hours wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> well, he's he got the draft like, once he again. didn't think that somebody would figure out that, hey, you look like a football player. I wonder if he knows these guys. I was talking to. I was in an apartment nearby. Yeah, I was in an apartment nearby. And, I was talking to Sean Windsor about, well, about his column and a couple other things off the air. And, you know, he's, he's talking about how, you know, you can't win a championship every year, which is kind of what his column was about. You know, you know, Sean, he likes to look at the whole picture, not just wins and losses. And I brought up the whole idea. Oh, of he's Georgia. getting just hammered today in comments. Oh, just hammered comments. You see the private emails he gets that people send <laughs> far more entertaining. It's far worse. That's hard to believe. But I told him, I said, well, if I, you know, I mean, what happened in Georgia? I mean, who, what, what college football fan wouldn't trade those problems for two straight national championships? And he called me a sociopath. (laughs) I said, I'm not a sociopath. I'm a football fan. (laughs) Come on. I I think he's fucking around with me, but still. Well, I would say it's not probably the best time or the best day, two days from Sunday when they lost a game at Indiana that made them 17 and 14 to yeah. point out that it really hasn't been that bad a year. 
because I don't know many Michigan fans who are happy with it, and I think people who aren't no, Michigan they, fans are are just like, what the? But, but as we talked about it a little bit um, yesterday, they're what four and twelve in games under six points, which yeah, the big you know they. They're 17 they and 14. Not, they did not live they're up not, to They're probably not going to make the tournament. They That's a pretty shitty year. They didn't live up to expectations. That being said, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I would not fire him over this year. Or even if he has another year like that, I don't think Howard would get fired. If he had another year like this? Yeah. Maybe not because he's Juwan Howard. See, I like well, Juwan Howard. Because, I, and as I was saying, I really do. People look at just you know the win loss and whether that then. Whether or not they made the tournament, which yeah, that's a failure. But, but there's after, a lot of other there's a lot of nuance that went into that season. Well, there's also what John Beeline did in the time he I mean, he left the program sure. in pretty outstanding shape. Yeah, but as Sean's column points out, Juwan did bring a lot of guys in and has won a lot of games coaching. So I the hot seat thing is ridiculous to me. What was their record last year? I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm just trying to like didn't he have a really good COVID year? Wasn't COVID his best year? I don't know. He's got, he's got five wins in the tournament, which is the next highest in the Big Ten. I think is two, and then the years that he's been there. So wait, the next highest is? Let me find Sean's count. Oh, he has the most wins of the Big Ten in the March tournament. Madness. Yeah, since he's been there. How many years has Juwan been in Michigan? Three, four. I don't know. Why are you asking me these questions? I'm not ready for this. No, I, I honestly don't know. I now I feel like I'm beating up on him, and I just it doesn't seem like the last couple of years they've been that good. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Um, the cult will all, they'll bear it out. Always get truth from the cult. Nothing but haters. Uh, anyway, Andiamo Showroom has the real story with White Boy Rick, hosted by Charlie LaDuff in a one-on-one no-holds-barred interview live at the Andiamo Celebrity Showroom in Warren, September or Saturday. That's next Saturday, March the 18th. White Boy Rick will be telling the story of his life before, during, and after prison. Audience members will have the chance to ask questions during the evening. Tickets are still on sale they added tables, and I noticed that a lot of the tables still have four four tickets left. Not a lot of the tables, but some of the ones they added, there's uh, there's probably just like 50 or 60 tickets left, but they're sort of spread out. So if you want to sit up close with a friend or with a couple friends or three friends, you probably can. Just go to Andiamo's showroom or Andiamo showroom or Andiamo's hoe room, Andiamo's howroom.com. Or call 586-268-3200. VIP meet and greet, greet ticket packages. Packages are also available. You don't know about the real story. White boy, Rick. One-on-one with Charlie LaDuff at the Ad Diablo Showroom, Saturday, March 18th. And uh, Dr. Yaldo is doing a lot of work at the Yaldo Eye Center. Uh, call and get, make an appointment today. It's complimentary. Now, Dr. Yellow may recommend LASIK or multifocal lens implants for you. If that's the case, results have been truly outstanding. Call 1-800-398-EYES if you're tired of contacts, glasses, reading glasses, or go to yaldoeyecenter.com and save 1500 on custom LASIK by just mentioning the Drew and Mike show. And uh, custom LASIK and lens replacement surgery sound risky, but both are actually uncommonly safe, fast, painless, and offer a lifetime of great vision without glasses, contacts, or reading glasses. Dr. Yell is Michigan's premier eye surgeon, having performed tens of thousands of these procedures the last 25 years. 1-800-398-EYES. That's 1-800-398-EYES. I'm looking out of the corner of my eye to see if Mark is coming because uh, <laughs> I can't get to the board from here and bring well, he's Carl up. up. He's up. He should be up. And Carl is brought to you by Hall Financial, 
Call Hall if you're looking to refi to get rid of high-interest credit card debt or you're looking to buy a new home. They've got a whole network of realtors, and I mean really local. If you're looking for somebody very specifically local, just we ask you to call Hall first. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And Carl, what's going on, Carl? Hey, what's happening, fellas? How you doing? Hey, is Carl out of focus? So you guys, all of a sudden, you're on YouTube. You got this whole video component. There's all these videos out there. And this is the first time I can't see you. Oh, you, oh, I know why. Hang on. And Carl's out of focus, too. That's exactly what I was thinking, Carl. Well, yeah. he's, ah, here we go. he's out of focus because to record from OBS, we got to pull from Zoom, so you're filtering it multiple times. So is he going to be in, is he gonna be out of focus when people are watching? Totally. Oh, seriously? Well, I can do it this way, then fine. Actually, I look better this way. That's fine. Yeah, make I'm Carl really big. That's fine with me. Recording in progress. There you go. <laughs> now I'm recording Zoom, Carl. <laughs> Carl looks great. Carl's the youngest among us, so why not? Why shouldn't Carl have the biggest shot? Um, yeah, I'm glad that Brandon isn't here, actually. I like being the youngest. <laughs> okay, Wait, we, Carl, should run, we should run. Yeah. I'm gonna run. Should we run this by Carl? Sure. Some people are saying that the minute it was determined that Brandon's basement flooded, that it was very unlikely Brandon would be here today. Then on top of the flooded basement, he somehow ends up in the hospital and this is what some people are saying is that somehow the illness is connected to the flooded basement or they're just saying that, well, even if he isn't well, he wouldn't have been there anyway because of the flooded basement. Brandon- I've been hearing that, too. People are saying that around my parts, too. <laughs> Good. But um, honestly, I don't think that's true because I was messaging with him today and I brought hometown hero Dak Shepard. And I know he loves talking about Dak. So I think he's bummed he's not there. Today. Wow, that's right. Yeah. Brandon to not be here for Dak Shepard. Well, that may add a little bit of balance because Brandon is really pissed at Dak Shepard. And understandably, the, the background on Dak Shepard is that Dak's being from Michigan, being from uh, Lake Orion, right? Uh, Wald Lake. Lake oh, Wald Lake. Wald Lake. I know. Yeah. Shouldn't you be more mad at Dax than I Brent? should be? Yeah. You're right. I am mad. No, I'm pissed. But, but hold think- on a second, guys. I listened to two hours of his show today. I'm pissed at Dax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right now. Well, I'm glad you're pissed. I'm glad you're more pissed than I am because this means that the Dax that we would have had now maybe wouldn't have been the Dax that we fell in love with exactly. because Dax used to come into the studio absolutely destroy the place for a couple hours, have a ball. His high school friends would call in, his mom would call in, strangers would call and say, yeah, I remember when you took your pants off at this party in uh, 12th grade. <laughs> he was just, um, you know, he was a different Dax. I realized that maybe that Dax was a little out of control in light of Dax now, but I, I never thought, okay, this is going to sound really stupid. I, <laughs> I thought Dax was our friend. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I did. I thought we were friends. I thought that he really liked us. I thought he liked coming in. I mean, he. I think he did. He had a great time. He plugged his buddy's bar party one night. He went, That's right. yeah, I want to play. I, my buddy's having a thing. It's a little slow. And so, and I heard the party blew up and the guy was really happy and was like, hey, great. You know, we're tight with Dax. But um, it seems Because that that's what best friends do. We've tried many, many, many ways. Because the longest time I thought... He must not know we're doing a podcast, <laughs> but he's been tweeted at, he's been emailed at, he's had people yell at him, he's had people call him, text him, tweet him, everything him. Dax does not want to come on the show anymore. He apparently is too big for the Drew and Mike show now. Well, I have a question for you. Did you guys get contacted when he was going through his 12 steps so that he could apologize to you? No, no. he did not apologize. You were never friends. And you were never friends. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to say. Can, can comics stop going to therapy? I think that's what's ruining comedy. 
Yes. And by the way, that's what we're going to be talking about today a lot. Oh, good. Okay. Therapy because Dax had Pamela Anderson. You know, know, Pamela Anderson is now doing this whole promotional tour. She's got her book out. She's got the uh, autobiography or or the uh, documentary that's out there. And so there's a lot of talk about trauma, childhood trauma, and all these things the celebrities now talk about for some reason. Well, my sister, who is a proud lefty and who loved Dax, loved him in every way, his movies, his, just his entire career, she was listening to his podcast because he was a, one of the first big stars to really put a lot into podcasting. Well, that, that's accurate, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he really, his career is podcasting. She was excitedly listening along, and then she got bored because she said it was too preachy. And for my sister to say that is something, because I know she really wanted to like it, and she did at one point, but he left her in the dust, much like he's left, well, she's, he's left everyone in our family in the dust, essentially, from me on. Well, but, he's also one of these guys with a Spotify exclusive. I don't know what the <laughs> size of the contract was. People speculated it's $100 million, but uh, yeah, you can only find his show on Spotify, so that doesn't make it easy either. Well, at least... Um, when they pay him $100 million, they're paying someone who is delivering downloads, unlike Harry and Meghan and some of the other people they do just for the name. I think Dax probably on some level earns it, and I do root for guys to make money on deals like that. But um, I have noticed the podcast ranking has been drifting downward, though, because he's not as available, and some people apparently aren't that desperate to listen that they'll just go to Spotify. Correct. Yeah, and the, I was looking at his website. The guests recently, I didn't even know a lot of the names on there. <gasps> not that I keep up with uh, Hollywood all that well, but well, it's do you have a list? Do you have a list of the names? If you go to his uh, armchair quarterback, well, website. he got for example, he got Prince, he had Prince Harry on. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that's that's where that show. And it's going. armchair expert, you jerk. I'm sorry. Yeah, armchair expert. How dare my, you? I want to say this too. Um, I've been very interested in psychedelics my entire life because of, well, because they're pretty interesting. And I may have had a few experiences with them that were pretty fucking funny. But when I saw that Harry is now saying that part of his therapy was psychedelics, that's the worst publicity psychedelics have ever received, in my opinion. (laughs) Well, if it's going to turn you into that. I know. That's what I mean. Well, Dax was kind of a suggestion, but it sounds like Carl really got carried away. Are we starting with Dax today? Let's start with Dax, and you know, you said you're happy for him. Let's see if that's still true when I play this <laughs> intro and how annoying this is. Track okay. one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Rather. I'm joined by the Duchess of Duluth. Hi. Hi. That's that's Monica Padman. <laughs> and if you don't know who Monica Padman is, then you can join the list of everyone. Hi. <laughs> She's the co-host on this show for some reason. Really annoying about the show. (laughs) It starts off with the two of them talking about the interview. It's one of these things. They're going to talk about what's going to happen. And then after the interview, which is about an hour, then it goes back to those two and they do another hour of just idle chit chat. It's so obnoxious. Do they analyze the interview after the fact? I think Before they, I, and after, yeah. And then they just talk about mundane nonsense. Do they still have a, a fact check? 
that yeah, they the used to have a fact. Oh God! Um, oh. By the way, as far as the hi, I'm more upset about Z- uh, Dax's hi. Hi. Monica's hi didn't kill me that much, but here's Dax saying hi. That's that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, but you, did you hear where he said hi. he was Dan Rather? How funny yeah, is hilarious. that? Hilarious. That's pretty wacky. And the, the Duchess of pod- Duluth. I thought I had the wrong podcast on. <laughs> All right. Hi. So, I track number two. Pamela Anderson's going to explain. She didn't even know what podcasts were. Until the week before <laughs> Dax show. I didn't even know what podcasts were until like last week. First of all, that word podcast. Yeah. How would anyone want to do it? It's like blog. Uh-huh. Like yeah, it's it's just, I don't do blog. All. I don't do podcasts. Uh-huh. I do like journaling and radio. But you know who has done our podcast? Who? Obama, Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. Bill Gates. Fantastic. So. Ooh. Drop. Oh, my God. Did Dex sound like he was off mic, by the way? Like he was busy yeah. doing something else and yeah. he had a guest? So like a kidding. candid conversation. Yeah. yeah. I bet you she knows what OnlyFans is. What a fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. She doesn't know what a podcast She's in entertainment and she has, doesn't she's know what idiot. a podcast is. She's an idiot. She's never asked to be a guest on a podcast. I find that hard. Well, actually, she's not really a guest. I would guess it'd be in high demand. I know. I was surprised by that, too. And we'll get into how dumb... Dax says when it comes to podcasting, which is surprising. But I'm wondering when he's name dropping here. And this is why I don't care about his show. When he had Hillary Clinton on, do you think he talked about her private email server? No. 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 You think with Obama, he talked about, you know, killing U.S. citizens with drone strikes? No. And, and the conversations we're having with these no, types I don't of think people? So. Not at all. No. There's a lot of ass kissing. Yes, of course. So if you go to my uh, track number seven, now they're going to talk more. Now, Monica joins late on the interview. So the Monica comes oh, no. in. Hi. Does I she know. come in and say, hi. <laughs> yeah, she adds a lot. <laughs> so she comes in and there's more talk about what podcasting even is. Oh, my God. I'm back. Hi. What are we doing right now? Who came up with the word yeah. podcast? She doesn't love the term. It sounds like oh. blog. It sounds really like, no, shitty. And blog. I agree. Like, what I about journaling, agree. radio? Isn't there a sexier word? What is a pod? I don't know. You've been doing this for a long time. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> I mean, don't, listen, French. don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay. Yeah, I ain't trying to deconstruct it and figure out I shouldn't be doing it. I'm just like accepting <laughs> all of it. Well, what's podcast in French? Is it, that always sounds better. Ooh, Ooh that's yeah. great. I'll try it though. Oh, God. God that, Ooh. Podcast in French is podcast. Now, <laughs> here's what I need to explain. Ooh, great uh, idea. He, he, he goes, he goes, why is it called a podcast? He's like, I have no idea. Really? Uh, just, you don't know how the, the term podcast came about? He never had an That's iPod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a moron. And also, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, like I'm the champion podcaster. How dare I question the name? Yeah. Right. Yes. Correct. The gift horse called podcasting. <laughs> Hi. So, <laughs> so then, if you skip to my track number 10, and I didn't realize this, but I guess it makes sense. They're talking about podcasting. Again, they're talking about like celebrities doing podcasts. But you're right. Representatives pitch it to clients now. I can't tell you how many friends of mine call me and they're like, my agents are saying I need a podcast. I'm like, I, you know. They're like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's a great thing, though. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah you never we, age on radio. No, exactly. Podcast, exactly. Right? Can I tell you my favorite thing? Yeah, I've quit acting because of this. I don't have to get makeup on anymore. So all I could think of was Jeremy Piven. When they said that agents are now pitching their clients. Yes. Like, you know what you can do? You can start a podcast. Exactly. And it makes, it makes sense for two reasons. One, it keeps the client busy. The agent have to do, hasn't to do, have to do anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have to go start a podcast and call me later. It's and a quick little money grab. 
Yeah, if it's successful, then obviously it's a good way to get your name out there and network with other celebrities and things like that. So I'm I'm actually, I don't know if you guys knew about this, but this idea that agents are telling people to start their podcast now makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it does. But she's right, though. It does, you know, for sure. It will live on forever. That's the good thing about it. We will always have how you live in Jay Piven. I mean, nobody can take that away. It <laughs> oh. will always exist. I know, they're so bad. There's so many horrible ones. Daily Roth has a new one. And I'm going to I'm gonna take just a wild prediction here. I'm going to guess Pam Anderson will announce a podcast at some point soon. Don't you oh, think? They, they talk about that. And they're like, are you going to start a podcast? She's like, oh, I don't think so. But yeah, you're probably oh, right. She needs money, too. She always needs money. Yeah, she does. She does like attention. <laughs> yeah. No, just do OnlyFans once again. Why didn't she just do that, oh, guys? Th- these conversations. This is late. This is under the comedy section of podcasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. Really? We are. We are three minutes into the interview, and in my track number three, Dax is telling this story about how his daughter had a nightmare that him and Kristen got a divorce. Oh God. And this gets so heavy right Wait, here. How old is the kid? Um, I think 12, maybe. Oh, 12. Okay. I guess. But as I'm talking to her, I'm realizing, oh, I was on dad number three at her age. Oh, I was already molested at her age. Oh, my God. She's so fucking young. Yeah, I know. Isn't like, that Did crazy? you have those moments when they were little when you'd go back in time and go, oh, I was way too little for that? Yeah. What's the right age to be molested? I'm confused by that. Molested at that point. What? <laughs> you think you've had some nightmares? I was already molested at this point in your life three times. Back in my day, we were molested before we turned ten. <laughs> I just completely brought up being molested immediately. <laughs> it's just so What? What's the thing and about that- the kid getting molested too? No, I was talking I- about his own child. No, but he's it's kind of making it all about him, isn't he? Of course. Yeah. And his trauma. And not to be outdone, and by oh. track four, Pamela immediately talks about her issues with molestation growing up. I look at my nieces and nephews. My niece is five, and I look at her and I think, oh, God, that's what's happening to me at that time. And how did I survive? And the cruelty of Pretty knowing, well. right? You're looking at them. They're so trusting. I was so trusting. You were so trusting. It's heartbreaking. Oh, what a bummer. Oh, so you look at a five-year-old and you make it about you and the trauma you had at their age. Boy, the walls are coming down, though. This is a wonderful podcast, isn't it? Oh, what a bummer of a topic. The vulnerability is fantastic. I give it a 10 on the vulnerability scale. You're visiting your niece and nephew and all you can think about is getting diddled when you were a kid? Like, what the oh. fuck? What's wrong with you? It's terrible. <laughs> Good. I gotta wonder, when do people listen to this kind of entertainment <laughs> when they're working out, when they're driving to work? Who wants to hear the, the, those stories? Is that, is that common? I, I mean, molestation victims, when they're around young children, they only I think of themselves and terrible things happening to them? I mean, it seems a little... Little well, self-focused. Well, I think that these are narcissists, Drew. Yeah, and in fact, that, I think... Uh, I was wondering... Pamela, I think Pam Anderson proves that. If you play my uh, track number five, when she talks about this... It just seems very kind of self-serving to go promote my book and my documentary about me. And then me, I'm going to go talk about me. It seems so silly, but that's the way the world is right now. (laughs) That's the way the world always is for you. I know. (laughs) Most people aren't promoting their own book. Maybe that's the way the world is. She needs to say me a few more times now because her boobs are sagging a little more. So just saying. All right. So if uh, we'll go to but track number six, and uh, so what they're talking about here is Pam Anderson 
had to read her book for the audio version of it. Mm. And apparently this could be very painful for some people as Dax tells us. Oh, it's probably the first time she read it. <laughs> so a couple different guests have been reading their audiobook out loud. And then it's in that moment, they actually really comprehend their story for the first time. And several people have said they've just been bawling kind of uncontrollably <laughs> in the booth when they're supposed to be recording. Yeah. Can we yeah. please can we please have that version? Yeah. Edit all those together for a supercut. Wow. All these celebrities are so fucking traumatized by their stories. I love this. I think it's like it's when you finally start to read your book. You know the one that you wrote. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. when you finally you, comprehend your story. The one okay. you had to flesh out in your brain before you wrote it down. Yeah. And the then you, you wrote it down. Rewrite, you got revisions from the publisher. You worked with your editor. You had all these rewrites, and you had to think about it, write down <laughs> notes and outlines. But it wasn't until you read your own book that you're like, "This is terrible." I that can't would be. I can't imagine how weird that would be watching someone reading their own book, ball, suddenly bawling their eyes out in the booth. <laughs> how awkward that would be. Yeah, you just want to interrupt it. And, uh, right, can we take that from the top there, uh, Pam? Yeah, yeah, let's pause. Of course, leave the record button going oh, for the yeah. super cut. And then spread it out on YouTube. <laughs> Under a fake account. Exactly. Oh, boy. We're terrible. All right. So now Dax is going to talk about, I think he's describing where Brandon moved to. Because he's talking about where he grew up in in Michigan and how awful of a place. And this is my track number eight. I have a global question for you. So I'm from right where Detroit turns into farmland. Bortonville. So <laughs> down, down the street. Yes. From where you once lived. I apologize. It's okay. To the east was Detroit. To the west was fucking hillbilly terror. <laughs> Well, too much privacy, too many places to take kids, too much weirdness, too much alcoholism, too much violence. It was fucking gross and gnarly. And when I'm listening to all the things that happened to you in such a short time, by the time you're 12, and I'm thinking of all the things that happened to me. I'm like, there's too much privacy. Yeah, the woods. The woods. <laughs> They're fucking kind of terrifying, right? Yeah. Well, predators find their way. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I guess everybody in Wild Lake was molested because there's just too much privacy. <laughs> I mean, he seemed like, you know, based on what we experienced with him, he seemed like he was having a whole lot of fun during those years. Yeah. And his friends were having a lot of fun. He had a zillion friends and a zillion antics and kind of crazy. But I guess it all boils down to that horrible, horrible, too much privacy. Too much well, privacy. if only he had grown up in downtown Detroit. Yeah. There wouldn't have been any problems. I mean, that's, you want to be right in the inner there city. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Not out in a rural area. That would have gotcha. solved everything. What the hell is he talking about? I don't I know. know. <laughs> is he trying to equate like where he grew up to where she grew up? Is that yeah. that's really weird? They're, they're that's really, they both grew up in kind of rural areas and then they, they were both molested. So everyone in the, from a rural area was molested. Apparently. It seems like they're like one upping each other on the molestation scale. <laughs> yeah. Is that I mean, that's a weird one up kind of subject so isn't it basically if you lived in a rural area you got molested and if you were molested you only grew up in a rural area by that logic yes the dumbest thing i've ever heard of you're all following I, this well mark yes all i know is when you're interviewing someone and they have an answer that somehow clicks a memory in your own brain you don't have to automatically spit it out that's what really narcissistic interviewers do they always go oh well now that you talk about that listen to what happened to me yeah i mean that's stuttering john I mean, that's a yeah. prime example. Yeah, that's what this show is to a T. <laughs> and it's funny because you would think that Dax would get better at interviewing people. Yeah. 
or having a conversation and it's the same the first time i reviewed his show years ago it's the same thing now oh is it okay yeah and so now he's talking to pam about being attracted to uh to bad boys and he's talking about how i guess her father and her mom uh, didn't get along real well. They were constantly fighting, and then um, he was violent with her and things like that. So track nine. And then mom would leave. You guys would leave. You'd go get on welfare. You'd move to another town. Then they'd rekindle. I say all that just to say, duh, fucking foo that you are attracted to bad boys. <laughs> You're all like, like, this is what we do. Yeah, I'm married to my mother. I like have you. I took you inside right now and introduced my mom to you. And then Kristen, you'd be like, oh yeah, he got okay. he got the show business version <laughs> oh, of her. Geez. Yeah, that's what we do. Wait, is he the bad guy in this scenario? No, what he's saying is she married her dad and Tommy Lee, and he married his mom and Kristen Bell. And I don't know oh. that Kristen would appreciate that. I don't know that she would enjoy that. Like, oh, yeah, no, I like you because you're like my like uh, your mother-in-law. Like, wait, what? No, I hope not. I didn't marry my mother. Did I, Mark, did you marry your mom? I didn't. No, 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 I think that's, that's weird. But by the way, I love Dax's mom. She used to yeah. call in. She was great. Really I'd, sweet. I'd marry her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried my mom, but I'll marry Dax's mom. <laughs> she seemed cool as hell to me. Yeah, no problem with her. <laughs> uh, so, and I just have one more clip from this because after Pam leaves and they're having a conversation, Monica and Dax, Monica was obviously did research on this. Like everyone's seen the documentary, and, and they're supposed to have read the book to know what's going on. But Monica's very confused. He's supposed to. Well, if you look at the other icons she got with, yeah, Kid Rock. Bob. It's funny to hear him called Bob, isn't it? She go Bob was great with the kids. I didn't know that that's Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Yes, that's what all that's talk about moving to Michigan and stuff. That was all about Kid Rock. Remember she married Kid Rock? Well, she mentioned Kid Rock and I was like, oh yeah, they dated. But I thought Bob was a separate person. <laughs> no, Bob was Kid Rock. That's His name's right. Bob. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, plot twist. Mind oh, it's interesting that you read all this material and you thought it was some different guy from Kid Rock that she moved to Detroit for. From, yeah, to Michigan. <laughs> what an idiot. Jesus. Also, what did you think Kid Rock's name was? Like, I mean, Kid what did you think? Kid or yeah. Rock? Yeah, Mr. Rock. Did she think Pam Anderson married a guy in 2006 that nobody ever knew of? She married two guys <laughs> at the same time. the book? Yeah. What a oh, fuck. Hey, um, Tupac's name was not really Tupac. <laughs> what? No, I know. It's great. That's <laughs> so dumb. That's bad. What a bad show. That's not what I want to hear Pam Anderson talk about. Oh, it's brutal. It's not fun in any single way. Yeah. I'm not I'm not surprised. Actually, I'm glad you're covering Dax. Dax is a local fave that's gone south with us. And um fortunately I kind of had a I had a feeling that the podcast went this way or was going this way, but it's it sure does pull numbers. I guess if you don't mind what the content is, and personally, I would feel I just couldn't put out content like that. Well, I think you'd be exhausted by doing that over and over and over and over. Oh yeah, no, it's it's just not interesting. Unless Isn't it's just interesting, though, that Dad says he quit acting because he's a full time yeah. podcast. I never That's heard that before. Did you? Yeah. No, I that was news to me. I was uh, I was like, okay. Maybe he's just not getting roles. He looks terrible. Well, I mean, does he? I mean, does he really what? have to act? He's married to Kristen Bell. Carl, and she's still Carl. working. Carl, last time I saw him, he was all buff. He said, I've been working out. And he's like, oh, he, I mean, super duper buff. But what he looks rough. His face is aging weird. Oh, I got to take a look. He's only 48 years old, but I had to look up his age. I'm like, he's got to be like close to 60, I think, just based on how he looks. But 
people it's are, not good. people out there are doing weird things to their faces today. I was reading, reading about the newest plastic surgeries, cosmetic surgeries out in Hollywood. And it's four things I'd never heard of, except the one that I knew of was getting fat removed from your cheeks to highlight your facial bones. And then yeah. it's just really kind of odd what people are doing. I'm not sure it's working out all that well. And it's kind of new, which sometimes leads to mistakes. So I don't know. I thought Dax looked okay 10 years ago, but now I'm I curious to look. I think he looked okay too. I don't, I'm not saying he had worked on it. I don't think he did. Oh, okay. So it's life is just aging him hard. This whole therapy game is aging him. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's talking about your fucking getting molested every day. Yeah, that show. would, that would age me. I mean, if I listened to someone else talk about that for a lot, a lot, it would age me, let alone well, when that happened. You guys were talking about this kiss interview on the Howard Stern show. Yes. A lot of people are talking about it because there were some revelations like the fact that uh, Eddie Van Halen went to Gene and said, I am so sick of David Lee Roth. Can I please join Kiss? Which <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. Paul's Pretty like, cool. I never heard him say that, but maybe he did. I can't believe that that's true. But Yeah, Gene, um, so, Gene did not like David Lee Roth either. Gene wanted him out. Right. Nobody likes David Lee Roth. He's annoying. No, no. in fact, Gene, <laughs> Gene famously, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder, left three tickets for the band at a Kiss show when he first started trying to help them, meaning yeah. three for in the other names and none in David Lee Roth's name, oh. which was, he was very burned by that. Well, guys, the reason why David Lee Roth was in the band is because he owned the PA. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. It's a pretty good reason, actually. <laughs> actually, yes. That was a I get it. But the more important thing about this interview, and I, I had a whole segment on it with Eric Zane on Who Are These Podcasts? It's out right now, is the fact that Howard decides to talk all about Gene's and Paul's childhood. These are guys who are 74 <sighs> and 70 years old, and Howard wants to talk to them about all of the childhood trauma they had and how that's affected their lives. Paul is all in. Paul is also into therapy and psychoanalysis. Really? He's all in on it, and Gene wants nothing to do with it. Of course not. Yeah. Because he's got better things to talk about. As Gene Simmons, say what you want about the guy. He is so successful in so many different things in his life. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, for a rock star, I, I, I know he has uh, maybe he's a sex addict or whatever, but for a rock star, he's never drank, never smoked, never done any drugs. True. I mean, he, he's very well disciplined, and he's been made a shit ton of money. Oh, he so knows he knows how to separate people from their money. He's brilliant. <laughs> very yes, he's a brilliant marketer, brilliant businessman. Yes. Great. When when he was on Bill Maher's show, it was great. Bill Maher goes, you know, you could teach a class in business. And Gene goes, how much will you pay me? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant life. Great. Uh, <laughs> so well, if you if you skip to my track seventeen, this is Howard going into Gene's childhood daddy issues. Oh boy, okay. Gene, you grew up poor, and I'm not. Uh, I mean, I think Gene, you had a horrible, horrible childhood. <laughs> You saw what? some bad shit early on. What? You, you, your father left you at six years old, and you never saw this guy again. And even worse, he went on and had a new family, had kids, and never thought four. to come see. He had four, four new four families. Times. Yeah. Four times. That had to just fuck with your head, Gene, growing up. Where's my father? What is going on? So you can hear a little bit. Now, what's great about wow. this is that Olive Kiss is sitting there in the full makeup, the full. <laughs> 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 They're talking about their feelings. It's so funny. 
<laughs> the whole video is up on Sirius if you have a subscription. Oh my God. I want to see this. But it's it's full on projection. He oh, goes, you must have been so angry with your father. And you heard a little bit there because he gets trampled on a lot. But Gene was like, no, that's not true at all. I wasn't angry with my father. In fact, Gene talks about how he never talked to his father after his father left him when he was six. But he paid for his house in Israel. He gave money to his other family and the kids that he had after his family. Like Gene was very generous. The stand up so, guy. Yeah. I would say he dealt with it okay. No, I don't. But see, I don't. Is it a fan? Because I am kind of a fan of Kiss in a way. Not a yeah. giant fan, but I don't want to hear Gene talking about no. his horrible father in childhood. That's not. That's not giving me good vibes. That's not going to give me adrenaline. I want to hear Gene talk about the band and the panty room and how they got going. Yeah, the panty room. How many pairs of panties he has? How many chicks he slept with? How he separating people from their money? His Kiss collectibles is giving away all the time at these events. I don't want to hear Gene cry. They're promoting their final tour ever. This is like <laughs> yeah. the big thing they're in there to talk about. And he spends, I kid you not, 30 minutes trying to oh psychoanalyze these guys. No. Talk, talk about touring with how about touring with Rush when they used to make fun of Rush for those stupid kimonos they wore all the time? I mean, there, there's so many funny kiss stories out there. And yeah, the Van Halen stuff is great too. But yeah, it, it is a long interview. They do get into some of that stuff, but it's insane to me. If you go to my track number 19, I feel like Howard's trying to get Gene to cry. God, who wants to see the makeup run? Gene, I cannot believe the amount of anger I have in me. I could never, if my father abandoned me and went off and had four other families and other half brothers and sisters and all this, dole out money so he can live comfortably. Amazing. But I sometimes wonder. Because, you know, you guys have written great songs. Gene, imagine the songs you would write about this if you ever tapped into just how angry you are with your father. It would be insane. I don't, you're not him. He's not you. No, and also, Howard can't, guys, Howard can't seem to dole out money to people that work very hard for uh, him either. Uh, 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 <laughs> so I wouldn't expect him to dole it out to his dad who bolted. Notice something. We were talking about Gene Simmons just now. We were talking about the success of his band, how he's a businessman, a marketer. None of us brought up songwriting. None of us are like, what a brilliant songwriter. If only he tapped into his emotions, he would have written even more great songs. Like, that's not a thing. It's like, that's how a kiss is. Howard, what are you talking about? And you know what pisses me off about all this, uh, Carl? Because you're right on, you're right on target. Why do people always give Howard such high marks? He's such a great interviewer. I've never heard Sally Field talking about this before. No, because people don't really like always hearing about stupid stuff or or him. You're right. He projects on them how he would feel mm -hmm. and all his therapy background. And he's the most fucked up guy after how many? 20 years of therapy and he's still this fucked up? He can't leave yeah. his basement? Really? In fact... I have clips for you that you have not heard yet, Drew, with uh, oh, Dr. Agus. Where, okay. That's very interesting where he talks about that. But yeah, you're right. We were talking about this on the show uh, this past weekend. He's the worst poster boy for therapy because you see how fucked he is. And you're like, well, I, this guy's been in therapy for decades. This can't be good. Mm -hmm. He's getting ripped off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want to cure a patient like him. But think about this. He's trying to explain to Gene Simmons that he should get into touch with his feelings about his father that he, Gene hasn't seen in 68 years. I think he's over it yeah. at this point. And in my track number 18, Gene pretty much explains that, hey, Howard, it's over. It's possible to get over your childhood. <laughs> I got to say that uh, 
when you're on a roller coaster ride, yes, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can look back. You had a horrible childhood in this and this. I never looked at it that way. I had my mother. That was the backbone I needed, and that was all I needed. You know, every day above ground is a good day kind of thing. Hey. <laughs> it's a good day above ground. <laughs> I love line. saying that. But, I mean, look how simple that is. It's like, I didn't need them. I had my mom. I mean, okay, move At this on. point, yeah, though. I think he had a pretty good life, too. How would it help Gene Simmons to suddenly unleash anger at his dad that he's he's turned the page? Right. What, what point would that serve? Well, the great songs Howard needs him to do it, but Gene doesn't need to do it. To do it. It's hilarious, too, because Gene talks about how his mother survived the Holocaust. She was in a concentration camp as a teenager and survived that. And... Gene is going, look at Howard. People have worse lives than I did. I'm fine. Things are good. <laughs> you know, he's like trying to put things in perspective. And Howard's going, no, but your mom should have been there for you. He's like, oh my she's God. busy working. My dad left. She's got a full-time job. It's fine. Oh, my God. What a high-maintenance right. interviewer he can be. <laughs> they have to calm him down. But to your point, though, Drew, I think there was a time that Howard was a great interviewer. I agree. And I think the reason for that was because he got information out of people that they didn't tell anyone else. Mm -hmm. He figured out a way, and I think people wanted to impress him and be interesting. So some people would just blat things out because they're like, well, I'm on the Howard Stern show. I better be a good guest. But he also found a way to make people comfortable and to talk about things they wouldn't normally. And now all these celebrities talk about everything all the time. So it's not like Howard's going to bring something out of someone. Like they talk about getting molested three minutes in on Dak Shepard's fucking show. So I was like, all right, what else are you going to talk about? Well, those things Howard used to get out of people were entertaining things too. Howard went for the, he went for the fun stuff, not the, the diabolical, horrible childhood molestation or, you know, being angry at a missing parent. He went for stuff that was fun to listen to and that you wanted to gossip about. Right. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to talk about, sex parties and drugs and who sure. went to jail and like people would spill things that nobody knew about who was it it was um one of the kids from that 70s show years ago went on there and just started spouting out names of of girls that he slept with and it caused all these problems oh uh when not not ashton kutcher was it oh, or danny I, masterson I or um, Maybe it was Danny Masterson, but yeah, I, I just remember it made all these these news stories and stuff because it's like, whoa, we didn't even know these two people dated or ever got together. It's like that was what Howard was really good at back in the day, and now it's immediately to a therapy session. I can think of a, a lot of examples of that. Wasn't it uh, Fred Durst who was talking about nailing Britney Spears? And was like, wait, Fred Durst nailed Britney Spears, and you know, and on and on. There was always something. Howard used to get a lot of. He used to make a lot of news in interviews. I mean, the Inquirer and the Globe and stuff like that would do stories about Howard's interview because somebody spilled something they would never spill anywhere else. But now, if it's about Gene Simmons' dad disappearing, that's not. It's not interesting. It's not going to make the Inquirer. Well, let me play one more clip from this interview, and then I'll move on to the Dr. Agus stuff. So my uh, my track number 22, Gene Simmons is having a real moment here, and he's talking about he regrets how he treated Shannon Tweed. And I saw this on Bill Maher when he was on with him, too. And he goes, you know, I cheated on her a lot, and it really hurt her, and I love her, and I feel bad that I did that, and I'm, I'm a different person now. And listen to what Howard turns this into, of course. <laughs> and you finally have Shannon... I've been together close to 40 years, but only married 10 of those years. For the first 29 years, I was an asshole. You know, uh, arrogant, Well, you call it being an asshole. I call it a very deprived young boy <laughs> whose own mother had been through 
seeing her mother go into a gas chamber. <laughs> oh my God. I see a boy who lost his father at six who didn't want to acknowledge him. And then when you get older, you go, you know what? I'm fucking entitled now to my time. And I'm going to eat Howard. up this world and I'm going to take every woman. I'm going to, you know, I understand it. It's like I, I've lived that life too. What? He knew better. He knew better than to do that to her. She's the horny dude. He just wanted to smash puss. And he yes. could. And he could. So he did. Right. It's not because of his dad oh. or his mom. It's insane that Howard oh. tries to acquaint his stuff. And again, this is not a good advertisement for therapy. If every single action you take is based on something that happened when you were five, I'm just not buying that. You can change. That's very Freudian. Um, I, it reminds me, too. I was watching Bill Barr or Bill Burr. Sorry. <laughs> Don't confuse those two. Bill Burr on. Is it is it Tom Segura that does the show with his wife? Yes. Your mom's okay. house. Yeah. So, and she was trying to tell Bill about therapy and she's like, you know, kind of psychoanalyzing Bill told her to stop it. <laughs> You're not a doctor. And she goes, well, I've had 10 years of therapy. He goes, I've watched football for 40 years. I know I shouldn't be a coach. <laughs> That's good. Just fucking killed it with Excellent. that line. I love Just it. shut That's her up too. Cause it's dumb. The people that are in therapy think they're therapists. Yeah. I've, I've known a lot of people who were, pretty fun to be around and then all of a sudden they went to therapy and they think they know everything mm -hmm. they know everything has cause and effect and they're explaining things to anyone who hasn't had therapy and that's when i really don't want any part of them i found the clip here it is ready <laughs> i just felt like a pussy after a while like when are you going to just you know get off th this couch here and go live your life and stop having to talk to this person <sighs> yeah you're full of anger <laughs> Because you, no. you flog yourself for, for being vulnerable. Oh, would you stop it yeah. like you have some sort of psychology I do. degree? 10 years in therapy. I, it's so what? I've watched football anger. for 40 years. I shouldn't be somebody's coach. <laughs> I agree. So bad. You're going to put Christine in her place. <laughs> Such a great line. I can't believe she said, I've had 10 years of therapy. She actually challenged that. Yeah, that, that's what Eric was saying on my show. He's like, when is someone going to go on Stern's show? And when he brings up this psychobabble shit, just shut him down for it. Please. And me like, oh, Howard, I'm happy. Things are good. I'm a, I'm a movie star. What are you talking about? <laughs> In a way, Gene was trying to do that. He just, you know, not a very good listener there because he just kept hammering and hammering. I couldn't believe that. A part about Chin Tweed. Oh. Who's Gene tried to change the conversation multiple times. He tried to get yeah. the other guys in the band involved because he wasn't talking to Eric Singer. Oh, he was Tommy desperate Fager then. Yeah, Gene was desperate if he was trying to get Eric Singer involved. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk hey, about anything else, please. What, what's Dr. Agus all about? I, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Is this a Howard guest? Another one? Yeah, so he had Dr. Agus on his show, and he's been promoting this guy for many, many years. He loves him. He promotes all of his books and stuff, and it's hilarious because this past week, Dr. Agus comes on, and you would think this is the smartest man to ever exist in the world, mm. the way that Howard talks about him. Such a brilliant genius, and of course, his book was supposed to come out today, and it turns out there's at least 95 pages that were plagiarized. He was like, <laughs> we're talking about the same guy. That's the guy I was telling you about. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that copied Wikipedia, which is what I would do. Awesome. Yeah. I, so now I, I think the publishers pulled the book. I yep. don't think it was released. Yep. And nope. and this is this someone Howard goes to for therapy or therapy ideas? He's an oncologist. Oh. No, he just has them on. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a guy that he talks to all the time, though, about health. And it's hilarious because they get into this conversation about COVID. And as we've talked about, oh. Howard Stern is very irrational. Yes. COVID. So there's some really interesting things that happen in this episode. So starting out my track number 12, 
this is Dr. Agus is talking about how uh, the Wuhan lab did a bad job letting the virus escape in the first place. Um, but they were poor practices and those poor practices led to the virus getting out. And, you know, obviously we had a hell of a three years. Um, and for most of the country, it's over for you. I know it's still ongoing. Um, <laughs> well, yes, it, it is. <laughs> wow. What? Yeah. Okay. Why? So for, Why? else, we've moved on, but not you, Howard. And Howard goes, yeah, no, I know I haven't moved on. So what, is the virus this- tracking him specifically? Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so this did, is, did Howard have a problem with the idea that the uh, that the virus may have escaped from a lab in Wuhan? Did that upset him? Oh, it's funny because the way that Howard said it, he goes, "You know, now they're reporting that that's what happened," as if like he wasn't one of the people who was calling everyone a conspiracy nut. No, and lots of people were questioning it for good reason. They were told they absolutely could not say that. Yep, because they I were know. wackos. But yeah. I guess Howard probably is not really interested in giving the dissenters their due. Well, and, and Dr. Agus is going, and we know for a fact that it wasn't because of gain of function research. This is a naturally occurring virus. I'm like, how do you know that for a fact? I don't know if that's true. There's definitely gain of function research happening in these labs and we've funded it for many years. So, okay, but whatever they got, they got their talking points. Track 13, Howard talking about how he's still afraid of COVID. Listen, I'm still living a life with this COVID, and I've called you many times off the air. I'm still afraid of getting it. I'm still locked up in my house. But, you know, I I mean, maybe I should just go out, fuck it. No more masks. Go to restaurants, do everything, and just get the fucking thing already. I mean, I know enough people have had it. I am inoculated. I'm vaccinated. Maybe I should just go get it because this is getting crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm Watch, slow down. I don't want anyone coming over. I test everyone who comes over. <laughs> Maybe I'm being too cautious. Hello, exactly. Wow. Has he had COVID yet? He hasn't, has he? No. He said he hadn't. Yeah. Well, he needs he to get it to get the immunity, doesn't he? Really? I mean, wouldn't that be well, a good thing? He's pretty healthy. I got. I got to say, admitting you have a problem is a good first step, right there, Howard. Is, I was pretty impressed when I heard that. This therapy, yeah. Well. And then uh, we're going to go through these quick, but 14 is um, Dr. Egg is, is giving him some information he did not know about. So 95% of the country has had COVID already. And obviously a significant portion of the country has been vaccinated. So 95% have had COVID in addition to the vaccines. Is that so true? That's a very 95%? important statistic. 95% of the country by the current studies have had COVID. So in March, they did a study. You're going to love this. Is they looked at the, the the combined wastewater of airplanes, and they said people coming into the United States, how many of these flights had COVID? Eighty one percent did in March. That number is down to around nine percent now. So the incidence of COVID around is going down, and we know that we all have immunity. Yeah, except so Howard, no idea. <laughs> Howard, well, Howard has immunity from his booster shot. I guess he's got it all his boosters. I'm sure, right? He said he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of um, course. But actually, Robin brings up a good point. I didn't pull this clip, but it was interesting. She actually says that, like, well, the fact that you're hiding in your house for three years means that you're probably more susceptible now to pathogens. Yes, all of them. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like this is the thing that we don't talk about enough, in my opinion, is, is that the lockdown was a bad idea for all of us. Is anyone calling him on this in the show? Yes, on, on this particular episode. I mean, Dr. Hague is very polite about it, but they are explaining to him that, yes, Howard, you need to go out, you need to see people, you need to live your life. Well, he, he and- has been, every time they come back on a Monday, this used to be, I haven't listened much lately, 
but he'd find out that, you know, someone went to a ball game or someone went to a concert and he would be all over him. How could you do that? Did you wear a mask? Oh my God. What about long COVID? And he's someone went to a wedding. Like, yeah. yeah, well, my, my family member was getting married, Howard. I'm it's sorry. A pretty big deal. <laughs> no, but he seemed to think that every third person that got COVID got long COVID and had permanent lung damage. And that's just bullshit. Yeah. And actually, I do have a clip about that because that's what he's been clinging to now that he realized yeah. you're not going to die from COVID. So now it's like, yeah, but what about long COVID? So that's like his thing. <laughs> and Dr. Angus puts him in his place. But first, uh, track number 15, Howard finally realizing he needs to get out of the house. So if you got it. <laughs> You get a bad cold at most, um, but you got to get out of the personal house. decision. <laughs> what am I going to do? I mean, I'm going, this is crazy. I got to start living my life again. I'm living in total paranoia. You're running around. I know you're playing tennis. You're going out to dinner. You're not restricting yourself. You're on planes, right? And you're not wearing a mask. You're, you're not restricting yourself. <laughs> wow. Why does it take Dr. Haggis who plagiarizes Wikipedia to explain this to Howard. Well, that, that'll be the good thing. I wonder if Howard's going to rethink Agus it all or whatever again after, uh, Dr. Yeah, after he's busted plagiarism. Uh -oh. He's not going to believe him now. He doesn't well, I believe wonder it. if Howard will even bring that up. I'm, I'll be curious because he's off this week. So uh, Howard's not doing shows this week. But oh. when he does come back in the two weeks or eight months, whatever he comes back, will he bring up Dr. Agus's book that they were promoting has been pulled? He should. Uh, he should. He I don't know if he will, but he should. I mean, that's embarrassing. I mean, this guy, it sounds like his his career's got to be in big trouble for this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not going to be on CBS in the morning anymore, is he? I wouldn't think so, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, all any right. More, any the last track I want to play here, this, this is hilarious because this is the thing that we've all been saying, and Howard finally comes out and admits it. My track 16. Um, but this is a personal decision. I can't force you to do anything. As well, you know I got to go out. I'm turning into Howard Hughes. I got to get my <laughs> shit together. I, I just got to get over it and go. And that's it. I mean, what about long COVID? I shouldn't worry about that. Long-term COVID. People who were vaccinated like you, fully vaccinated, the incidence of long-term COVID is negligible, right. very, very low. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> All those people whose balls he busted weekend after weekend. And all it took was one line from Dr. Agus? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's hilarious. I love that Howard didn't realize that everyone's gotten COVID at this point. Like, he's in the minority that he hasn't had COVID. And he's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, Howard, everyone's had COVID. You got to live your life, buddy. Get out there. Do something. Well, and he'd be better off if he had it anyway. He'd have more immunity than getting a vaccination. Well, you even heard Howard admit that even though he's got all his boosters, he still thinks he's going to catch COVID. So I don't even understand what the point of any of this is. <laughs> no, I know it's really stupid. And there's Paxlovid, too, by the way, which knocks it out pretty successfully. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I saw this long list of Mythbusters about narratives that are just really a lot of bullshit. And I, 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 I'm not going to read them all in one day because I think it'll just melt someone down out there listening <laughs> i mean yeah. sometimes even one is too many for people to handle but god and howard just he just took the absolute worst potential outcome and whatever narrative existed to to make it true but just busting all those people's balls I didn't wouldn't you get sick of going to work and have somebody give you shit for going to a wedding or something i mean that's really crazy also, isn't it embarrassing to be so wrong? At yes. some point, you have to say, "Hey, JD, I'm sorry, I was busting your balls for an hour." Well, does he do? Does he do that though? No, of course <laughs> I not. don't think so. It doesn't seem like he has it in him.
No, I, mean, I, I don't think Howard's a person. Does I, I'm trying to think. Does Howard ever admit he's wrong about anything? Gosh, I'd have to think long and hard on that I, one. Honestly, I, I probably not. And he's a very smart guy. I mean, I would expect Howard to be right about most things. But if you are doing that many hours of broadcasting and you never actually say, you know, I kind of got that wrong, then I really wonder, um, you know, if that's something you ever do. <laughs> well, even when Howard argues with the guys about things that everybody does, like Howard will not go to a football game or a baseball game. He's a, he's afraid of going to these things. He can't believe that someone would go to a ball game and drink a beer that blows <laughs> his mind. It never was. He's been like, guys, maybe I'm the idiot here because it seems like everyone else is having fun and I'm miserable in my house complaining about it, not doing any of these things. Is it Richard or um, I want to say it's Richard that he's always accusing of being an alcoholic? Yeah. Yeah. Because Richard had, um, well, Richard does. He will binge drink. Yeah, he does. Like 20 beers, going to a, a football game or something, and they'll bust his balls. But the, the real example recently, Ronnie lives in Vegas now. Yeah. And Ronnie went out to watch football. It was like a Sunday during the season. And so they're out for 10 hours watching football at the, at the various uh, sports bars. And he had 10 gin and tonics over like 10 hours. Yeah. And Howard's like, Dude, you're gonna die, man. What do you do? It's like Howard. One an hour. You really don't know how this works. No, that I, that to me, that's pretty responsible drinking right there. Ten over I ten agree. hours. Not bad. Yeah. All right, what's coming up on who are these podcasts and who are these socials? By the how is who how are who are these socials doing or how is thank who are these socials doing? Thank you for asking. That show's doing great. So we have an old separate feed. If you download the podcast, check out Who Are These Socials, wherever you get podcasts. But we're also on the Who Are These Podcasts YouTube channel every Thursday at 6. And so you can watch us do the show live. And I'm having a blast with that. Me and uh, Blind Mike Geary are doing the show. And we're just finding the most hilarious TikTok videos and subreddits and things. There's this whole trend that I learned about over the last couple months. These girls with Tourette's. These I know. Uh, Carl, I've been watching it, and it's fascinating. They're all <laughs> extremely hot, yep. and they're all influencers, and they just happen to have Tourette's. It's crazy. Whoever knew yep. so many people had Tourette's? They were not beautiful. Tourette's. <laughs> Bela Dupree's Tourette's are so hilarious. <laughs> she has all these catchphrases that she just throws in the middle of whatever she's talking about. It's it's fantastic. And everybody gets it. called a cunt at least once a conversation, or you know, she says "suck my dick" or something. It's it's really it's quite entertaining. But I can't help noticing that you have all these beautiful young influencers, and then somehow the Tourette's category are slightly bigger influencers than the ones who don't have Tourette's. Someone called into our show and said, there's a thing going on here. He goes, my sister got her phone when she was like 14 or 15 years old. And all of a sudden for a month, she had Tourette's. As soon as she got a phone and she started <laughs> posting on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Oh, and then she grew out of it after a month or so. And uh -huh. just after yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to that. Well, it's uh, you guys have a lot of fun in that show. And then who are these podcasts? You got a new show this weekend with. What? Yep. So we're doing a show called Pod Gods. I'm recording that tomorrow with uh, Doug from Good Times Great Movies. And Pod Gods is a show that used to review the Adam Carolla show. Now I think they do a review of a lot of different shows. Oh, really? So that's kind of a, a podcast that reviews podcasts that we'll be reviewing. It's going to get very meta. And speaking of meta, the podcast is out right now. It's called Meta Psychics. And this is a show hosted by two nerdy girls who talk to ghosts. So check oh that out. That's with uh, Eric Zane, as I mentioned. 
uh, yeah. is out there now. All right. Thanks, Carl. Oh, and real quick, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned this before, but save the day, September 15th. Yes. Back to the magic bag. That's and, the 15th um, of September, uh, a, a Friday night? It's a Friday night, yep. Okay. Wolverines are playing uh, at noon the next day. So are tickets, are tickets on sale now? Not yet. Not yet, okay. But, but save the um, day. The last time we came, I brought my band, the Isotopes. We played at Otis Supply. Otis Supply closed down. Oh, I know. It was a shock. Yeah. I didn't want to break the news to you, but uh, yeah, Otis Supply will not be here. We'll find another place to play. And also, Carl, has new. is your new music available on Spotify yet? It's not on Spotify yet, but if you go to the Isotopes YouTube page, I put up, we recorded 10 new tracks, all, in, all original music, uh, and you can find that up on our YouTube channel. I put all of them up there. Yeah, dig it. Fresh sound. one view, and it says it was uploaded at 6 a.m. this morning. <laughs> all right, Carl. Thanks for the help right, with the guys. YouTube page, too. Yeah, man. No problem. Jim has been uh, hitting me up a lot lately, but it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. We'll see you see soon. You all right. There's Carl. From W-A-T-P. Sounds like Santana. Yep, I said the same thing, Mark. Oh, yo, come on. Believe it. Oh, change the change. And it becomes very Dick Daly. It's they really have a surf sound. Oh yeah, Dick Daly. Mark, anything from uh, Brandon yet? Uh, nothing else, because I wanted to find out how much um, water damage and how bad the flood really was. Well, I wondered out. if he was out of the hospital yet. No, it doesn't sound like I it. I believe in that, man. Let's see. He wrote uh, oh, just how much he spent on the repair bill, and he knows he's got another huge bill coming for restoration. And I told him to call Pam, and he just wrote, fuck Dak Shepard. <laughs> I yeah, think, no, absolutely call Pam. I think you should call Christina Gennari again and maybe move. Move back to where he was. <laughs> He's got a whole team at KW Domain Real Estate. It's been crazy, but Christina's been doing this for a long, long time. She's seen all the ups and downs. She knows the market. Her and her team are ready to find the home of your dreams when you're ready to make a move. So when it's time to move, go with the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, soldchristina.com is the website, soldchristina.com. Of course, you could call or text her, 248-550-4788. Do you want me to talk about Pam? Uh, yeah, you might as well, since Brandon needs Pam. And by the way, all the snow melting has created some flooded basements. I'm sure that's and what it is up there, too. People yeah. being without electricity has caused some sump pump issues. And so, yeah, it's a good I, time to give Pam an extra plug. By the plug. way, I have been without internet since Saturday night, and it is horrible. Wait. what? But I don't want to complain about it, because I know people have had their power what? out. Why are you without internet? Uh, well, I think D so I have AT&T fiber at home. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I think because of the DTE outage, we know after that big snowstorm, there was a big line down at, the, at 11 and Coolidge over there. Uh-huh. 
and that's right where the AT&T box is. So I, it's got to be related to that. But I've become this crazy stalker. Every time I leave my house and come back, I drive by the box just to make sure somebody's working on it. Oh, are they working on it? Nonstop. Just tons. Oh, they are. Okay, so you, it probably is that. Do you ever stop and talk to them? No, because I don't want to bother them. <laughs> Why don't you watch them work for a while? Wait, should, don't Whitmer. we should do something about that? Yes, I'm not Whitmer. <laughs> Bring him some coffee. What's the, where's that uh, cable go to? You have cables coming out of your truck, too. Oh, and now you're climbing up there. Um, Do you have all the tools you need for this? I could not believe how many fucking trucks. And then today, it was this was the wild card thrown of the whole situation. There was a Comcast truck there. I'm like, what? I thought this was an AT&T issue. Now oh, Comcast boy. is involved and, you know, all the subcontractors with fiber and under, because it's all underground fiber yeah, lines. That, that sounds like it could very well be related. But I'm, it's still out now. So what? what is this, Tuesday? So Saturday night to Tuesday. And, you know, I'm a cord cutter, so that's how I watch all my TV. <laughs> Oh, no. Pain what a the bummer, ass. man. Just a pain in the ass. Maybe I should call Pam, the public adjusters of Michigan, because they're going to represent the insured for all your property insurance claims. They can get you more money. They can handle the entire claims process, so you don't have to. You won't say the wrong thing, which for some people is inevitable. And they bring in experts right away, not people working for the insurance company, their own experts. And if you're in the middle of a claim right now, they can guarantee to get you more than the insurance company offered. So... Pam can get you more money. They do all the work. Why wouldn't you have them do it? Call pamfirst.com or just go to our website. There's a logo there, but call pamfirst.com. And in honor of the uh, beloved Mike Clark, you want to turn on, can you bring on a GMA from this morning and just go to the first story and queue up to about 10 seconds before John Nance appears. <laughs> Mike Clark really had it out for John Nance. John Nance. Um, Trudy and I were yelling at him yesterday before the show. Well, first of all, he's the captain of the obvious. Yes. He really says nothing. No. He's their he's their flying pro, I guess. He's their designated you know airplane why? story you know guy. Because he has a leather jacket and lots of miniature airplane models that are always behind him. <laughs> Mike was appalled when he tried to start looking cooler yeah. <laughs> with his leather jackets. Mike had a lot of complaints. I mean, for a, for a really innocuous person that shows up in the news, this guy really bothered Mike Clark. Really bothered him. There might have been some goading there, though. And he, well, yeah. No, oh, was, I don't know it's what Nance said about this flight. It was funny because all of a sudden I started finding John Nance all over the place, oh, and yeah. and everybody loved pointing out, "Hey, did you see Mike John Nance on this?" And, and Mike, <laughs> "No, where is he? Let me see. <laughs> Let me get to that guy." Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so he just makes the most innocuous, unimportant unusable just filler for the story i don't even know why they use it honestly i mean you'd think they could find someone yeah keep going back it's probably around it's at the beginning of the show okay it's the first story it's about a mid-air attack oh i, I was gonna ask you so what is nance on is he on about because there's a lot of crazy plane stories i just figured he's he'd be on, on about turbulence what does he know about no. mid-air attacks well nothing but he <laughs> has to be he has to be consulted anyway and he makes some just I, don't, I just laughed. I just could hear Mike Clark grumbling about it, but it made me laugh, and you'll see him. He's in He's in the story twice. Is. Wouldn't it be great, though, if Nance Yeah, that's... Just, uh, it's well, we can watch the whole story, or, or just go with about 10 seconds of Nance. Well, I think the video's pretty wild, too. It is. It's, the story's yeah. pretty crazy. This guy just... Basically, we have two things going on. One is, no more flying for you, because this ass is on an L.A. to Boston flight, and... Someone is filming him, mm -hmm. which, by the way, 
Well, they, why, why are you filming the guy? Do I you know. have to be filming the guy? It was bothering him, and he's asking him to stop, and no, they don't want to stop. So then he decides, well, I'm at the emergency exit, so I'm going to just open the emergency door and leave the plane because yeah, you're pissing me off. But you can't do. You can't do I mean, that. You physically cannot do it, right? When the cabin's pressurized. Then I think that's something John Nance John, told me. John Nance is going to point that out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just let John Nance tell the story. I don't want to steal Nance's thunder. No, don't. Don't you dare. After trying to open an emergency door, stab a flight attendant, he was tackled by passengers. The plane did land safely. Transportation correspondent Gio Benitez starts us off. Good morning, Gio. Hey, George, good morning. Yeah, this was an incredibly scary scene playing out on the has got his tightest shirt on today. He does. Can you pause for a second? Yeah. Do you think this was as scary as Gio Benitez is making it out to be? Of course not. The guy turned a spoon into, quote-unquote, into a knife? True. How he quote unquote stabbed the flight attendant three times. Well, he missed. And guess him. what? He hit his tie and his collar. I thought it was a woman. Oh, was it a was it a woman? I thought yeah. I thought he attacked. They, they show you. You can see the swings. Well, um, either way, they're fine. So they no. were stabbed three times and they're fine. So I don't think it's that but scary. Did he really penetrate the skin even with a plastic spoon? Yeah, I I don't know. Well, let's just. Watch. I doubt it. Those tense moments were captured on camera. That's the key. This morning, the FBI investigating reports of a terrifying mid-air attack on a flight from L.A. to Boston. So where are they? Where's Homeland Security? This video obtained by ABC News showing the 33-year-old suspect, Francisco Torres, yelling from a... My favorite part is the guy sitting directly in front of him with earbuds in who cannot be bothered. <laughs> no, he has no idea. No. He doesn't want to be bothered by this screaming maniac. <laughs> he is so into whatever movie or podcast. He's probably listening to the show. <laughs> ...near the emergency exit, which investigators say he allegedly tried to open. Since I'm taking over this plane... Right <laughs> he's squaring up with a passenger I with a plastic spoon. He does square up. Wait, I gotta say, where's the rest of the passengers here? This guy should be fucking tackled the second he says something dumb like that. It seems to me there are a lot of pussies in the back of the plane because when he gets to the front of the plane, then then a few tough guys come out. Need more beamers on this plane. Definitely. Soon after, the suspect is seen rushing down the aisle holding this metal spoon, <laughs> which investigators which say they, he they've turned exploded into a the view of the metal spoon. Forty-five minutes before landing, the suspect. Which I gotta say, the blade on that metal spoon, what, two inches? Looks pretty, Not even. Looks a little dull to me, too. I mean, Maybe it was a, quarter, a spoon. It's It's got to be less than a half an inch, right? Yeah, it's really small. I mean, they had to really explode the, the view of his hand to even see it, and then they say that he was in the he was in the bathroom 45 minutes fashioning it from a spoon into a knife. Okay. Getting into a confrontation with flight attendants, allegedly attempting to stab one of them in the neck three times with that spoon. But thankfully, only hitting the shirt collar and tie. Person is detained, uh, attempted uh, opening of the external Pause. door. I love that sound. Uh, attempting the opening of an external door. I mean, how about just the emergency door? Try to open the emergency door. No. Uh, this person is detained. Uh, attempted uh, opening of an external door. Emergency door over. Was that really necessary to say it that way? I really, I really hope John Nance goes. I can't really add anything because as a pilot, I was in the I'd be in the po cockpit. I wouldn't know what was going on behind me. He doesn't add anything. Every door and every hatch is held in place by thousands of pounds of pressure, so you can't get those open. By the same token, anybody fooling around with that mechanism is trying to endanger the entire aircraft. Well, damn One right. Telling ABC News. Well, what a powerful statement that was. He's trying to endanger the entire aircraft mechanism. Not air <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck right off. Play it again. Play it again. Mechanism. And I'm very disappointed in John Nance for blurring his background on Zoom. <laughs> but he not, looks like a floating head. Not, not the airplane either. The aircraft. aircraft. He's nudging the entire aircraft. Okay. This is where I wish Clark was. Why here. is he blurring the what is that really blurred? Yeah. Is, yeah, it? he's blurred the background of his Zoom. He doesn't want people to see his model airplanes. <laughs> Um, I really wish Clark was here because you know he would explain the difference between an airplane and an aircraft to us. <laughs> I don't know that there's a difference, but I'd like to hear no, it. No, I know. He would try to he explain would. the difference. Yeah, I suppose. It would have zero success. Every door and every hatch is held in place by thousands of pounds of pressure, so you can't get those open. By the same token, anybody fooling around with that mechanism is trying to endanger the entire aircraft. One witness telling you <laughs> what? That's what his motive was? Was to endanger the aircraft? Air, the entire aircraft? Jumped and tackled the suspect, saying they pulled the broken spoon out of his hands. The group of the passengers and flight attendants holding him down, using zip ties to restrain him. FBI agents boarding the plane ready for as soon as it landed. Coming back. Torres into custody. All flight attendants are given a certain amount of training on self-defense, but that should not be in their job description to have to have mortal combat with somebody in the back. That is totally unacceptable. <laughs> mortal combat? That was anything but mortal combat. <laughs> no serious injury. If they've had training in self-defense, then they are kind of expected to engage in it once in a while, maybe. But not mortal <laughs> combat. Finish him. <laughs> Part of their job description. Oh my lord, that was so over the top. Knock oh, it off, yes. Nance. Jesus. <laughs> See, I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear Nance explain this one. How two planes clipped wings at, at Boston's Logan Airport. That's ridiculous. That was funny because they acted like you know. Oh, and there was a terrible accident at Logan Airport. No, some one some pilot apparently has very poor perspective on how long his wing is because yeah. <laughs> he had a fender bender with another wing. <laughs> There's so and much sparking space in an airport for airplanes. I mean, isn't it amazing how much reporting there's been on this wing fender bender? Yeah. Because that's all it is. They well, weren't going 90 miles an hour or anything. They, he was pulling out from the from the gate. Once again, when there's a story that happens, then you hear every story related to it. So you hear all these turbulence yep. stories, so now you're going to hear every airplane story, just like you hear every train derailment story right now. And it'll yeah. fit. It'll, it'll go all away. I can say is for that pilot that uh, that got in the uh, wing bender or the fender bender, uh, no more judging distance for you. No, no. I, that's too much damage to the aircraft. Yeah, that that's pretty stupid. I mean, honestly, I haven't heard about anything that stupid in a while at an, at an airport, I don't think. It's pretty fucking dumb. Aren't they just going to blame the guy that drives a little car that puts it in position? Oh, oh, that guy. Because, you know, a pilot would certainly never make such a mistake. Ugh. And, uh, you know, also in the news this morning, uh, I don't really normally pay attention to weather when it's a thousand miles away. It's just sure. kind of like, eh, it's Who not cares? me. They're, they're a problem. Yeah, it's their problem. But uh, the California mountains and all the snow they're getting. Yeah. People are trapped, man. Yeah. Snowy season in decade. Actually, in a decade. And once I said a decade, I was like, wait, the snowy season 10 years? Is that that big an emergency? So I mean, once in a 10 years. 10 once in a decade. Years ago. Storm. I mean, DTE says the snowstorm of a lifetime or the yeah. storm of the last 50 years but they're really good uh at gaslighting us oh they are they do every commercial um so anyway they said you know it's so bad avalanches are being triggered by skiers and um wait they're skiers it must not be that bad then well that's kind of what i thought was 
well, maybe they shouldn't be skiing. But the Sierra Nevada Mountains, 48 feet of snow this year. So anyway, there's so much snow on top of these mobile homes and these cars that the mobile homes' roofs are giving in in some cases, which means well, maybe somebody should shovel the roof once in a while or take some of the snow off the roof. Couldn't they do that kind of? Yeah, aren't you supposed to? Yeah, I would think so when it snows that much. And then some of the cars had so much snow on them. They said their roofs were caving in and they whatnot. Were? Well, why aren't they uh, auto-starting them and letting the car melt it off like well, I do? kind of what I thought. <laughs> but they said that they're having terrible shortages, the, the people that live in these areas, because they absolutely cannot get yeah. to them. And they're like, oh, we just got to get the roads in, just the roads. That's all we're about the roads, you know, for right now. But the people are saying they're having shortages of baby formula, dog food, and hygiene products. So shouldn't we just you limit this to Feminine baby? napkins? <laughs> oh, I suppose. I don't, it, what, deodorant? I don't know what they mean. Uh, people can't get their manscapes? Um, why, don't, why don't they just have the skiers deliver it? I, I mean, it just seems like we're just not nimble anymore in this country. No, of course not. We can't. So babies are starving because they can't get baby formula to people in the Sierra Nevada. I mean, th their cars were sitting there. Their sure driveways looked like they'd been shoveled. The road was, Ooh, was better clear. Better yet, have the news, uh, the people that got the information, have the news people uh, deliver it. <laughs> they, they seem to have no problem getting pictures of it all. No, no. They were reporting from outside this driveway where the back window had caved in the car. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just, like, hand some baby formula to that guy? And the people that walk out. are really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a way to get food to these people. Is it cold out there? So, um, let's see. There were some other interesting news items today. There's a lot of weird stories. That one, uh, the, the people in Mexico. Oh, the kidnapping. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, that's another one I was a little less interested in because, but it were, they were Americans. Yeah. And I think five people were kidnapped. Four people were kidnapped. Two were found dead. Do you know why? Two were found alive, though. Yeah. Do you know why they were going to Mexico? Which might be the. No, I did issue, not know. Serious issue, shallow thought of the story. They were going to Mexico to have um, like a certain kind of surgery. Oh, cosmetic surgery. Yeah, right? that they can't have here. What would that be? I thought it was. Let me see if I can find it again. Someone's yelling at the uh, podcast right now. Well, uh, oh, I think it was a tummy tuck. Oh, so they were going to get it done cheap. A certain kind, yeah. They're going to get cheap cosmetic surgery, which I'm amazed how many people do this. Like, they go to Turkey and get seven procedures done or something. Yeah, seven procedures, 3000 bucks. I'm thinking, I'd be kind of worried about my health if they won't do it. I know the one story they said, yeah, they'll do two extra surgeries in one fell swoop than they would even attempt to do in the United States. And I was thinking, well, maybe there's a reason well, for that. The good news is the, one of the women that was alive was the one that was going to get the tummy tuck, so she can still get it done. Okay. Were all five of them going for? Four. I don't know. I don't know why four people needed to go, um, but that woman who was going to get the tummy tuck, the budget tummy tuck, uh, was not injured. They got caught between... Um, gang gunfire. They were just oh. stuck in the middle of gunfire. So they're like, well, let's kidnap these people. Did they just drive over the border? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And is it Brownstown, the bottom of Texas there? Yeah. I, I don't. Oh, Brownstown? Yeah. They, they crossed at Brownstown, so. and that's. And they got stuck in. That place to cross, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That nuts? Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Sad. Um, okay. There was a big story this morning about border policy changing, and. 
you know, naturally this is of great interest to people because Biden, who on day one said, we will not detain migrant families who cross the border illegally, is apparently going to do a complete reversal. And this was, of course, Trump is terrible. How could you detain families? I'm not, I'm not detaining families. And now he's saying that he is going to detain families. And I swear, I think they spent two-thirds of the story explaining why this is different from Trump, because he's not going to separate children from families, and Trump separated children from families. So it almost made it sound like nobody really had a thing with detaining families. It was just the separating um, but then in reading about this, because they didn't talk about this, apparently um, the border, the people that work the border, yeah. who actually deal with all the people that are brought in, for them to not separate children from families is a monster headache that I they, I guess they haven't really dealt with it that much in recent years. To not separate them? No, not separating them is a big problem because when you separate them, the reason for this is merely convenience. You have all the young children in one place whatever their feeding needs are. I mean, you, you can kind of, it's sort of like you have to do a lot of repetitive work by having, you know, this many families who are separated. I'm not making excuses for them. Just saying it's, it's a lot more work for the people at the border, but this is what people had such a shit fit about. Give this more is why money, they had the, give more resources then. Why they had the cages at the halftime show with, oh, uh, I'm sorry about that. JLo and Shakira, the cages that Obama built. And then well, this is part of the problem. Every new administration coming in is just going to overdo every other executive order. We've yeah, seen, that's what it sounds like. The last two administrations. No, it's so stupid. Uh, you can't to do admit that. that any administration did anything good. So everything they did is wrong, and we have to overturn every executive order. And then when anything happens that's similar to the previous president, it has to be pointed out how it is absolutely different. These files that should have been, you know, turned in when he entered the vote. This is different because he cooperated a lot more, and his lawyers helped find him, and you know all this crap. But anyway, no one wants nuance. Joe Rogan, meanwhile, he got a lot of attention today. And Joe Rogan is at that point now where he can say almost anything on his podcast. He has such a big audience, audience yeah. he will make news. And he made news the other day because he mentioned he was joking about when Patrick Mahomes will get divorced. Yeah. And I guess, is it Brittany Mahomes? Yeah, that's what we were talking about, how pissed Yeah, she's, she's all pissed about it. About it. So anyway, yesterday he pissed off a lot more people because he said that he would vote for Trump before he would vote for Biden. He doesn't, it sounds to me like he doesn't want to vote for either one of them. No, he, if he the, has to vote for one. Isn't he a big DeSantis guy? Doesn't he like DeSantis? I think he's been on the record talking about I don't, about you him. know, I don't, honestly, I don't listen well, to Joe gives, Rogan a lot. I usually read a, a shit who he wants to vote for. People are going to vote for who they want to vote for. Well, but people love being mad at Joe, Joe Rogan. And so they're mad because he said he would vote for Trump before Biden. Oh, and yeah, he sure. said that Joe Biden is mentally gone and he's tired of his sideshow of diversity in his cabinet and talked about the guy who um, got, was stealing luggage or whatever. I can't think of his name. He wasn't in the cabinet, though, was he? No. Uh-uh. Anyway, yeah, but his cabinet is a, is a sideshow of diversity. And here's this you know, old white guy. Running the whole thing. So, yeah, so Joe Rogan was getting it from from uh, a number of people. And then also in the news state, the View audience did not wear masks for the first time in three years wow. on Monday. They were still I, wearing I, I, masks. I'm, I'm utterly amazed that the View has an audience. I'm amazed. The five people on the View are not wearing <laughs> masks, but they've been making the audience wear masks all this time. 
I mean, that's that seems very strange to me. Yeah. But uh, not anymore. So I guess people are happy about that. They made a big to-do over it. I'm surprised. I would think they would just go on and not mention it. Um, I thought really the uh, the biggest story of the day to me, um, besides Jason Carr asking for what toppings you like, that was a big story, <laughs> was the new polling on guns. The Detroit News and Channel 4 did a poll on gun policy, and it looks like, I'm, I can't say I'm terribly surprised about this. In fact, I'm surprised there hasn't been more polling uh, since Oxford specifically, and I think they did some polling after Oxford, but I don't remember a lot in between there. Anyway, it looks like there has been a movement in the masses, and this is the way I feel about it. You know, I've always felt over the last couple of years in particular that we have so many guns in this country, I don't know what the fuck you do. I don't know what you can do that makes that much difference, but I still feel that you should try. I mean, obviously, you want to try and improve. You don't want mass shootings all over the place. You don't want schools being shot up and, you know, all this insanity. And when it's close to home, like it was for us at Michigan State or at Oxford. You don't want more guns? <laughs> There's going to be more guns no have matter. You, have you seen when are gun sales down, by the way? I always read about guns. Gun sales are up with Obama making, election, but wh when do they ever report? Gun never, sales they, are down. Nobody never, wants a gun now. They never go down. Um, <laughs> they never seem to. Uh, it's been going around the internet. John Stewart did an interview with a representative from Oregon who, you know, that's he that is his, his passion, and that's fine. Guns. And, yeah, Collecting and the Second guns. Amendment, some other things. <laughs> yeah, there are quite a few. Whatever. But what John Stewart said, he goes, if more guns is the answer, when? When? Because we have more guns than ever. The number of guns keep going up, and so do the number of deaths by well, guns. Which I, I personally, is, wow, that's kind of a logical I'm just so worn question. out on talking points. I'm just sick of it. It's no, like, but I, I've do never what? heard someone say that before. It's so simple. What does the majority of the country want? And and I'm wondering what the majority of the country wants. You know that. No, but I would like that to be what carries the day. If Shit. we, if this country is of the attitude that, you know what, it seems crazy to some other countries, but we are the gun country. The Second Amendment means more to us yeah. than uh, than many, many, many other things that might surprise people. If you didn't grow up here, or you, you're not a hunter, or even to people like me who are, I'm not a hunter and I, I've typically not owned guns, um, but just sort of owning it and saying we're the gun country and yeah we do have some mass shootings but that's part of the price you pay for having the second amendment w if that's the way it's sold to me if, if that's how but that what people that is what people want and they accept that then i think i probably as someone who's disassociated to some degree i would say well i i mean as but to, to pretend that it's going to change when it doesn't change or pretend that it's just going to get better just because we're going to get luckier next year or something. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a very frustrating place to be. But I do generally believe in, in the masses and what do most people want. So that's why I was interested in the poll. Yeah. And the polling shows that 75% of people polled by Detroit News and WDIV, Channel 4, favor a 14-day waiting period for buying a gun. And I know I'm going to hear all the reasons why people don't want this, but I'm just I'm just repeating the poll results. 60% back putting a capacity limit on magazines. And the lowest number in this set of polls was 55% support banning semi-automatic assault weapons. That's interesting to me that of those three items, that's the lowest amount is 55% for the banning of semi-automatic assault weapons. 
and I'm reading it as written. Don't anybody fucking get all pissed off because semi-automatic rookie color assault women. I'm just reading the poll. Then um, also they asked another series of questions and found that 88%, 88%, that's a lot, favor requiring anyone buying any type of gun from anyone else would go through a background check. And I know this this is kind of a bugaboo with me. I don't understand why certain sales should be, why there should be a difference if I sell it to my next door neighbor or anyway, that's apparently a lot of people feel that way. 88%. Isn't that a very small percentage? It is a small percentage, but why? What's the point? I just think it gets a lot more attention than some of the other issues with it. Well, 88% favor any type of transaction requiring a background check. 80% favor penalties for people who fail to keep guns out of the hands of minors. Uh, I, I, I've been bitching about this for so long. It doesn't, it's, I know a lot of people go, it's a new law, I don't like it. We don't need it. But I don't understand why when a three-year-old shoots his five-year-old brother because his uncle left a gun in a, t- in a chair and it got caught in the cushions till the three-year-old found it, I think that guy is irresponsible with his weapon, and he should face penalties. Yep. And I think they should make a big deal out of what kind of penalties he faces, and they should be serious. And frankly, you should never have a gun again. No, no more guns for you. And it doesn't mean that everyone, you know, I think a lot of people say, too, that, well, am I going to use my gun if it's all locked up? No, just, they're not going to go in searching people's houses to make sure that every gun's locked up. It's only going to come into... Uh, it's only going to be of interest when someone gets their hands on a gun they're not supposed to have. Yeah, when, when a nine-year-old takes a gun sure. and shoots 10 kids, then, yeah, you failed to keep your gun out of the hand of a nine-year-old who's a fucking lunatic. So, anyway, 80% uh, agree, with, agree with that point. Red flag laws, 75% support. 74%, now this, was, uh, this surprised me a little bit. 74% favor raising the age you can buy a gun to 21 from 18 with an exception of guns used for hunting. I don't know how you, I'm not sure how these exceptions work. What do you mean? I mean, a rifle, well, right? I, rifle or shotgun. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. I assume um, that's what they're I mean, talking about. But don't 14 year olds hunt? Yeah. So how do they hunt? Well, you said with the exception. Oh, because I I don't think they have the they don't have the age ban, do they? They can't buy the fourteen year old can't buy. Well, I mean, a gun. and there there's the problem with the law right there. Anyways, but a fourteen year old's hunt, it. yeah, but they can't buy a gun. Yeah, but I think for a long gun, the the law the age law is different because of that very reason. I don't know what it, it okay. varies from state to state. And then uh, twenty. This this is uh, I, I'm just glad they added this to the poll. Twenty two percent support allowing anyone to carry a gun. Without a concealed weapons permit, so open carry, only 22% favorite. And then uh, 73% want to prohibit ghost guns, which are the ones made on a printer or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know how the fuck. How the yeah. fuck do you do that? What do you mean? Make a gun on a printer. What do you mean? You just uh, print each part and put it together and assemble it. Why is that so weird? On a printer? Yeah, 3D. You've never seen a 3D printer? No, I, I've never seen one that would do that. Oh, yeah, they're kind of cool. I mean, but once again, that's a very, very small. Yeah, I, I just that that to me that's a little bit of the fear mongering because you know, I never even well, heard this of could that. happen. So until we need to take care of it now, I would say about three years ago, I read about it and I was like, "Really? Yeah, you can do that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah." And I didn't know how common it was. I mean, it 
Sounded like people do it all over the place, but did you mention not. the seventy nine percent the gun ownership ban for anyone that's been convicted of a gun crime? Seventy nine percent support that. That just seems so fucking obvious, doesn't it? It's like no more flying for you. Yeah, I mean that that's really what. I mean, to me, if you start eliminating the people who are clearly irresponsible, who fucking yeah, you can borrow my gun for a while, and the guy goes out and kills someone, well then no, you don't need to have a gun anymore because the, you're irresponsible. Yep. And yeah. somebody's dead because of it, yeah. and you need to suffer a penalty, and you should not have guns anymore because you don't take it seriously. Then so you, fuck you. Then the did you mention the seventy percent to uh, give police and prosecutors more money to enforce gun crimes? Which yeah, duh, that's another duh. But no, that I didn't see that. Where's was that money going to come from? That's in the that's in the poll. Oh no, I didn't even see either of those items. Yeah, was there any well, other? This item? is a different poll. Where was yours from? Detroit News and Channel Four. Yeah, same one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they, they, they also, I guess this was, uh, they kind of stacked these stories on TV. The judge dismissing all the civil lawsuits versus the Oxford district employees and school employees yeah, because they have governmental immunity. So all these parents, civil suits, poof, like, oh, too bad. That's amazing. I don't, I don't understand That's, it. Is that end there or is there an appeal process? Because the judge, no, I don't think that. there is an. Uh, maybe there just is. The, that's the law, right? Gover- government but also, authority. there's an appeals judge now that's, that is hearing um, then, an then appeal why? on the involuntary involuntary manslaughter and trying to determine if that can even go forward. About and, with the Crumblies? Yeah, with the Crumblies. That was a really fascinating um, argument the prosecution put up because they're basically saying that yeah, this. Do you take all these things into account that? Yeah, you should have. His intentional act that he did was very foreseeable, and you guys didn't see it. And that's the judge. I got the impression that the judge was suggesting to the prosecutor, to the DA, that, you know, I don't know if you really understand this is all about foreseeability, and that's what I need to know before something like this can go forward. And I hope that that was achieved because if it wasn't foreseeable, how did everyone know it was Ethan Crumley? Yeah. Everyone knew it was him. His parents knew it was him. They knew immediately. It was not a surprise. So it must have been foreseeable in large part. But well, I, I don't know how it's it just go. just the way they laid it out. You know, they knew that he was hallucinating and having mental issues and needed therapy. They were called into the school because he was he had fucking bullets on his yeah. phone, and then he was drawing people, blowing up people, and saying, "Help me." I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I it just oh boy, it's just frustrating. But then again, I I, I mean, I'm this would I'm, I would not be a good defense attorney, but I would go. Who could ever foresee anybody doing this? It's insane. A lot easier to foresee it now because it happens so much. I suppose. I think. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, there's another there's another stupid story today. Um, I mean, it would seem more foreseeable that that loser would shoot himself, and kill himself. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough call. Oh, okay. Here's what the story was. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this. Avril Lavigne, who was engaged to Maud's son for a year. Birth name. Mm -hmm. Just about a year. Maud's son? Yeah. Given name. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was over and people were saying, well, it seems like she's with Tyga now. And she's like, no, 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 Tyga and I are just friends. And then the other night, this is about a week after all this, you know, 
the engagement was announced as being over, which I got the impression like he read it in the news or something. He did. That's what he said. That's how he found out about it. And so she made it clear that, yeah, we're, we're seeing dinner. We're just friends, all right? Fuck off. So she hugs goodbye, and then two of these uh, photographer pop paps types <laughs> follow them as they walk in different directions to the same car and leave together. <laughs> so now all of a sudden they've announced it. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking. Crazy. We're fucking, okay? What are you going to do about it? But the thing is, Mod's son, I don't even know who this guy is, but I feel bad for him because he's saying, yeah, my whole world was turned upside down, right side up and upside down again in one week. All of this happened. And yeah, it's really upsetting, but I'm a guy that moves forward and, you know, he's really being a good guy about it, in my opinion. But Jeez, I just, why don't you go cry about it? I know they were, sp- they were spotted kissing in the same city where Mod's son proposed to her. Paris. Oh my God, who pointed that out? I hope Mod's son didn't point that out. Who was the asshole that pointed that out? I, mean, I don't know. So probably that, someone, someone probably went up to Mod's son and put a microphone in his face. And go, what do you feel about them making out in the city where you proposed to her? What's the most sincere thing you ever did in this city where Avril Lavigne's making out with Tiger? I proposed to her. I proposed to her there. Anyway, you fucking bitch. Can't you be on the down low for a couple months she tried. or something? She tried. Not very hard. Next thing you know, she's going to be... I'm hugging him goodbye because he's going to his car and I'm going to my car. Next thing you know, we're going to see them um, in Mexico and she's going to have the same bikini on for weeks and he's going to be grabbing her ass just like Robock and Holmes. Because they they pulled that move, right? They put a Robock and Holmes. Leaving at different times and then going to the same spot. That was their move. What are are they doing now? There has to be some new picture of them on vacation somewhere. I haven't seen a new picture, but the new story is they're angling for a show they want to take over Rachel Ray's show because Rachel Ray's leaving. That show's done. So that production crew and syndication needs a show. And they think they would be the perfect people to host it. What's the ra- Is that a- just like a top bullshit daytime talk show that Jennifer Hudson and Kelly Clarkson all do. Oh, I see. And it'll be, a, it'll be a team talk show. A nicey, nice one, yeah. Done by lovers who fuck and suck. That'll be a that'll be a segment. (laughs) And now the new segment, making out, (laughs) and they're just fucking going at it. And here are your hosts who fuck all the time: (laughs) Amy Robach and T.J. Holmes. They come out in robes, and her hair is all disheveled. (laughs) And there's music smoking. (laughs) There's music playing with the subliminal fuck. She, she comes out. I'm coming. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> the show with hosts that fuck all the time. The first thing TJ, you know, the crowd shared, and TJ goes, How many of y'all just fucked? <laughs> any, any of y'all just out there fucked? Guess who did? Us two. <sighs> How many of you were just on top of your boyfriend, huh? <laughs> Anybody else just take a load to the face? Anybody sit on your man's face in the last 24 hours? I did it twice! <laughs> and our first guest today on the show is um, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne, did you just fuck? Hey, who fucked your lady's brains out today, huh? Let's hear it! <sighs> Those daytime shows always have like 
three guys who are dragged by their wives to go. And you know, that, that guy would be like, yeah, fine. And then all the rest of the women are just, <laughs> TJ in a robe. I like that idea. <laughs> I got to be ready to fuck all the time. She wants it all the time. Let me tell you guys, yeah. As a matter of fact, we need to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Oh, and they just go behind the couch. I know they're gonna. I know somebody's gonna have a chance to do something dumb. I don't know what it oh, is, but I know it's gonna be dumb. They'll have a show. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I would bet anything it would be a reality TV show, but I think that kind of misses the mark for them. Because do you want to see those two in a reality TV show? It's not the best beginning of a relationship. No, no, absolutely not. No, they won't want to do that. But well, they, I they, wouldn't they were, mind seeing them do that because personally. <laughs> There was rumors that that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to do reality. If they want to do reality TV, that's a joke. That's pathetic. Wait, those are two people who supposedly left left their whole career to be journalists, and they want to do a reality TV show? Yeah, left their families, and that's what they're going to do now. I don't, Um, you know, at this point, how many... How many people are starting reality TV shows that are super successful, like celebrities? When's the last time celebrity said, "I got a reality TV show"? You're right. That they means did well. That means they're going to do a podcast. Oh, I think they will do a podcast. It'll, it'll be called "Who Just Fucked." <laughs> Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. I love that title. Now, do you? Do Welcome you- to "Who Just Fucked." <laughs> And now, here's somebody who just fucked T.J. Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady who took it. Hey, who just took it? Here's Amy Robach. And then they open their mics, and <laughs> T.J.'s asleep, just crashed because he's exhausted from nailing her, and she's crying. <laughs> Nobody knows why she's crying or what's going on, she's but she's t- crying. She's finishing a text, angrily finishing a text. Now, <laughs> a- ABC and Good Morning America have pinpointed somebody they want to clean up the mess that not not the sexual mess but the, <laughs> the mess that Holmes and Robach have left behind what so if you're producing GMA this third hour that they used to do who would you hire to take that out to take that hour over Gio Benitez Ryan Seacrest oh come on get an, the fuck out of here he's already announced he's leaving Ryan live that's with- why he's leaving well, he, yeah. I mean, it seems obvious, doesn't it? Tired of being Kelly's bitch. Yeah, it seems obvious that that, that would oh, be what God. they would do. Because it it's owned by oh. the same company. Oh, my God. Thank God for Ryan Seacrest. Only Ryan Seacrest can clean this up because he's so vanilla, nobody will remember what was going on before. They well, don't need someone to clean it up. No, but, but the, I, really, up. I really hope he gets the job. And then the first week, everyone points out the Me Too accusations against Ryan Seacrest. Well, the five, be, the five-eighths hard that I'm, he was. I'm and the fine with that. Tie the shoe because it would totally backfire. That's a joke, though. Yeah. He's not a journalist. Yeah, but that third hour is bullshit anyway. It's, it's kind of like the Rachel Ray type show well, or the Jennifer Hudson type but show. But they talk about... The news. Yeah, why, is Dr. Never... why is the beautiful Dr. Jen Ashton on that show? That's I mean, it was when she, because she's a credible medical person. She should just take over that Who show. Who did that show before um, Before the Who Just Fucked couple? <laughs> um, was it that Sarah Haynes chick who went to The View? Or one of those shows? She used to be on GMA. Or um, who's the girl that did like Inside Edition? and or Not Inside Edition, but Entertainment Tonight. She's sometimes on Good Morning America. 
Kind of cute. I can't. Was remember. she in a hosting role? Yeah, Wait. I think she did that talk to the GMA third hour. There's only a way I could look it up. Is I mean, Strahan was doing that hour, wasn't he? Well, he did. He did. He was with Kelly, right? Didn't he do live? Which is ama- is amazing the car- broadcasting career that Michael Strahan, Strahan left live to do the third hour. So Ryan's following in Michael Strahan's footsteps. Yeah. He's going to rescue the third hour. Oh, if they start su- suggesting that he is rescuing or cleaning up the mess. Wait, were you quoting someone when you said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Who said that? An insider. <laughs> A special source. Seriously? It was. It was uh, Strahan and Sarah were the first hosts. Well, if he's cleaning up all the semen left behind, Seacrest is fine. Oh, gross. Because I guarantee you, nobody's disgusted more by semen than Seacrest, unless it's coming out of someone else's dick. (laughs) (laughs) An insider said, it's a great fit for Ryan and a perfect fit for Good Morning America, which is looking to restore its family-friendly reputation. Oh, shut up. Like forcing your assistant. Family friend. Fuck you. Like like walking around in your underwear, around your personal assistant like Seacrest did. Since when are they so family-friendly? Wait, there's another insider. There's so much fucking going on around there. Network bosses are looking at completely retooling GMA3 with a live audience, music, and celebrity guests in an effort to play to Ryan's strength and wash away the stain of the scandal. Oh, they're going to turn it into MTV on on network in a network news hour. Is going to turn into MTV, really? Well, it's a bullshit hour, though. It's not really Good Morning America. It's just but it can't be MTV. No. What, what kind of musical guests are we talking? I about? I love that they're playing to Ryan's strengths, which is he what? doesn't have any strengths. What is his strength? Is that he can follow? He can do things in sequence, and he can speak without fucking up. He, he, there's no brain in his head. He's pretty good at that. I'll give him that. He's, but he's, he has nothing to say. No. I mean, if you want an hour of with someone who has nothing to say, if that's the goal, it's just we just want something to go right through you. Yeah. It's almost like playing Dreamweaver for an hour. That's exactly what people want. I can't figure out how like people are acting like, oh my god, Ryan's leaving. Ryan and Kelly and Ryan. What are we gonna do? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he ever do? I mean, can you think of anything? No. Oh my God, you won't believe what Ryan Seacrest said today. No, you know what? Let me. It's never happened. Okay. It's never happened. Let's, let's see. For shits and giggles, let's see what Ryan. <laughs> I type in Ryan Seacrest, and the first thing is underwear swap. <laughs> underwear swap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's swapping. Let's see, Ryan. I just want to see his Wikipedia page and if they point out any bits or anything that he's known for. Um, nope, early life. Okay, work. It's all work because the guy takes every fucking job available. Uh, live and other shows, radio hosting. Oh, that's right. He does top 40. Yeah, he does that half ass show. He phones in every even, morning. Even Casey Kasem <laughs> had bits on America's top 40. No, they don't. What oh, no, did he do? He a long did. distance dedication? No, that, well, Kasem oh, Casey did. did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, it's like. It, he reads Wikipedia pages before he plays a song. He read a paragraph out of Wikipedia. I, just, I never <laughs> knew this about Ryan Seacrest. This might be my favorite fact about him. He was the principal investor in the typo keyboard. 
Do you know what the typo keyboard is? I don't. Okay, well, it was aimed at kind of cloning the BlackBerry. Remember Blackberries had the physical keyboard? Yeah. To use with your iPhone, and it launched in 2014. It was discontinued in 2015 ah! in a patent, patent settlement with BlackBerry. Well, he did He did produce the Kardashians. Yeah, okay. Was that really a stroke of genius or just luck? A lot of luck. He also sits on the board of trustees for the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Oh, that's just a, a paycheck for doing nothing. He's the honorary co-chair of the Grammy Foundation board. Another paycheck for nothing. Oh, honorary. Wow. He probably doesn't get paid for that. No, he's... Nothing, Drew. He's I'm just, sorry. He's just there. I'm sure behind the scenes he you know has a good feel for getting things done. He's not a talent, though. How is he going to rescue the third... Ryan Secret. Just Only we need Ryan Secret. Like he's gonna come in in a Superman outfit. <laughs> I'm here to rescue the third hour. I'm gonna clean it up. Oh my god! You just—that's the best way to introduce him. That's exactly all we a- need to do is play to my strengths. You said it, Dick. <laughs> I want those drops from year one of American Idol so bad. Secret out. What you mean with him and Dunkelman? Yeah. Don't we have those? No. What? We never play them. Oh, you're right. We don't have them. That's that's a shame. You know, Ryan Dunkelman is actually a German word meaning "and we're live." That's your cue, everybody. Uh, you know what? That's <laughs> your cue, everybody. Honestly, I might sit down and watch the whole first season of American Idol again. Is it around? Can we? Do you know, that? it probably is because there's got to be a lot of great drops from that first season. The, I bet you there are more good drops in the first season than the rest of them combined. Poor Let Dunkelman. me see. Poor I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. American. Like where to stream? Seacrest out. The funny thing is, everyone watched that season. Huge. Everyone watched it. I kind of miss those days when um, it was fun. Stupid things were huge, and we all watched them and made fun of them. (laughs) It was great. Yeah, I didn't even know Ida was still going on. We used to call idiotic parents of the idiotic singers. Yeah, like Sanjay Malakar. (laughs) Should we call Mr. Malakar to ask him about Ryan Seacrest taking over the third hour of GMA? It's so dumb. I kind of want to do it. Uh, yeah, down the right, I think he'll have something to say about this. <laughs> I bet you he'll say, Sanjay's in Montana. Yeah, but I'm going to ask him. He knows, who knows Ryan Seacrest better than Mr. Malakar? <laughs> Wait, say that again? I'm sorry. Who knows Ryan Seacrest better than Mr. Malakar? No Nobody. one. Nobody. Ryan, uh, because Sanjay, wait, what's his name? Sanjaya. Sanjaya. Sanjaya was on the show for a long time. He probably had a hometown visit, a little parade. You know how they do that? Yeah. A hometown visit. Are you confusing The Bachelor with? Maybe. <laughs> well, they do. The final three, they go to their hometowns. And they have big parties where they went to high school. Yeah, here's, uh, let's see, episode 10 of American Idol season one. I'm going to watch a couple episodes <laughs> after the show. On? What's it on? <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's in YouTube. Episode three. American Idol season one, episode three. American Isle season 12. Oh, wait, season. Yeah, season one, episode 12. Uh, American Idol season one, episode 18. And we're live. Yeah, fine, Mr. Mel- I like the stupid one where what's his name introduces, fully introduces whoever it is in the song they're singing. Seacrest goes, let's go. Oh, well, how Seacrest used to always jump on everything. <laughs> just always have to have the last word. Rock it hard! <laughs> Let's go back to the 60s. 
I don't know. I've got too many things going on. I cannot find And it. here's Sajaya, an American idol with Hey Jude. Oh, I found Who it. Who just fucked? <laughs> you couldn't find Mr. Malakar's number? I found it finally. No, I think seriously, I think this is a call that should be made. He's probably getting a lot of calls. Let's see. Is this... Yeah, I used to love the um, the exit music they had too, going into commercials. <laughs> yeah. Where are Sanjaya's, what is Sanjaya doing? We've it's never found out. It's a bad cop. He's taking some classes. The number you have dialed what? is not in service. What? Please check the number and try again. Probably just from dialing on Brandon's phone, you probably misdialed. Did this happen before to us? Did no. We no, we've never failed to reach Mr. Malachar. He's always available. What if he uh, is... No, he's also always has nothing to say, but he is always available. On the list, it says email number. This <laughs> is email. Because remember, he's like, oh, yeah. I have his email number. <laughs> Well, maybe dialed the email number. Maybe I have Brandon dialed email it. number. I'm guessing he did, but you did prove with the busy signal at the uh, restaurant where Jackson Mahomes had his assault. We have a number for Sanjaya. That can't be right. No, I don't think the so. The number you have dialed is not in. What? This is exciting. Style all of them. <laughs> I've never been so desperate to talk to Mr. Malakar for no reason. Because we can't. <laughs> The second we can, we won't want it. See what happens when you're unavailable? <laughs> Plays hard to get. Those of you who keep chasing the same person? That's what Phoebe Gates needs to learn. Play. Unavailable. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The wireless customer you called is not available at this time. Please try your call again he, later. He's playing hard to get now. And he's making it really fucking difficult. He knows people are desperately reaching out for his opinion on the third hour of Good Morning America. <laughs> Let's see. One more. Uh, I can't believe this. He has Maybe a he moved to Montana. What is it says? He had a listing in New York, too? Yeah. That's or is that Sanjaya? you are attempting to use has been restricted or is unavailable. What? Please contact customer care for assistance. What? Customer care. I give up. I guess we'll never talk to him. We'll never know oh, his thoughts about that it. That is probably possibly the worst ending to the show I can imagine. <laughs> Not being able to reach Mr. Malakar. I'm looking at the uh, the thumbnail on these. There's on just, the American Idol. Yeah, stuff? there's yeah. Justin Guarini on episode and Justin episode eleven. Guarini. Oh, that right. was the best introduction. <laughs> He's so excited, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Guarini. I'm trying to He's pushing his voice really hard. Did not have that one either. Oh man. Oh, while you're looking, I uh, will mention Hall Financial again, our presenting sponsor. And we are so delighted to have Hall Financial as our presenting sponsor. And they want to remind you, interest rates have gone nuts on credit cards. People are paying over 20% in many cases. You can, you can take equity out of your home at a much, much lower rate and use that equity to put yourself in a better position by paying off ridiculous high-interest credit card debt. In a free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial, that's all it takes to see how much money you've gained in home equity. Assuming you're a homeowner, you've got a way out. The majority of Hall Financial loans close in two weeks or less, meaning you get your money fast. So whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current home to get rid of these credit cards, oh God, if you're carrying balances for months and months and months, you're just getting killed. Call Hall Financial, and they've got a lot of 
sharp people with creative responses and ways of moving forward. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube page. Please subscribe. Watch clips. Give us feedback. I don't have to ask you if it's feedback. I see a lot of you smart asses in the comments with some great comments and some helpful comments too, and some ideas. And here's the only kind of new. Here's the only American Idol uh, clip I could find. Yeah, that, that didn't work out well, didn't it? <laughs> that didn't work out well at all, did it? Um, um, ah, okay, that didn't work out either. Great, I'll just shut up now. <laughs> the first part was good, though. The second part wasn't good at all. <laughs> Okay, great. But the first part was wonderful at some point. <laughs> okay, you want me to continue? Or should I just keep embarrassing my fucking brother? Okay. <laughs> Remember how great... Follow the bouncing brain, my That God. show was great when they ragged on people. Nobody rags on people anymore. Just in the YouTube comments. Yeah, I know. It's woke, Idol. It doesn't work out as well. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at Drew Mike Podcast. Reaching Adam Rich is my other main goal in life. Only a couple thousand away, or three thousand, actually. And give us five stars on iTunes or Spotify or any place you can give us a rating. Thank you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe with Brandon, maybe not. See ya! Seacrest, out!